The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Uh, it shouldn't be surprising, but uh, still a little surprising when you hear it. It shouldn't be, but it's still pretty surprising. And I'm talking about education. I'm talking about the schools, the public schools and the nuttiness going on in the public schools. Have you, have you heard about the power of I? The power of I? The I being incomplete or the no zero policy. Oh, um, the zero zero policy. Look, do you know what it is? You're referring to students being able to not turn in homework. Yes. Right. Not be able to do any assignments, right. take tests, whatever. And you will not get a zero. I'm a fan. You're a fan of I'm that? I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm realize you're not in school I anymore. Wish to- Oh, never mind. I'm not a fan. I wish that was in place when I was a student. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I was able to do that. What a colossal, colossal failure. (laughs) There is a teacher in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Where? Port St. Lucie, Florida. Florida. She says that she was fired for refusing to give her students partial credit for work they did not turn in. She was uh, supposedly instructed to give them a 50% instead of a zero when they didn't turn anything in. Yeah. Now, the way I understand it, whether or not she was fired seems to be in dispute or fired over this. She was not a a tenured teacher. She had a temporary assignment or maybe one that was a uh, probationary. Okay, so she was still under. I think she could do any trip over a, a, a trash can and go. Oh, we don't like that. You're right, fine. exactly. You're and done. in which case, they this would give them um, a little bit of a pass to let her go and say, "Oh yeah. no, it wasn't that," yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And that's the little game they play. But um, she says that she was given um, instructions at some point to give them fifty uh, percent, and she said she didn't want to do that. As she uh, wrapped up her last day of, you know, being there temporarily, she put on the uh, board in the room, you know, thanks, kids. Bye. I'm sorry. I don't believe in giving 50% for not work done. A little little bit of a douchey move on her part, but I get it. I don't know. I mean, she was just saying, she was saying goodbye to the students. Yeah, she wasn't, I mean, she she wasn't... um, like over the top, right. passive aggressive. It was just passive, passive you aggressive. Money and I'm not here. Walk down to the principal's office and take that broom and stick it up. Love teach. Right, exactly. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. She put on Facebook and I get it. And that, you know, caused the local media to get involved and they interviewed her and then she put a response up. And the school, I think, thought it was going to go away. And it just kind of kept bubbling under down there and bubbling under. And finally, they were forced to talk to the superintendent, and it's getting kind of mucky right now. So oh, they have commented. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's 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 like and it is. I don't think it's done. It's still kind of bubbling around there. It, it didn't. Like, even the local news goes. Uh, the, she took to Facebook, and it got over two thousand shares or likes. And I was like, two thousand. That's yeah, that's nothing. Right. But they tried to make a big deal. Well, but it was just was, enough, right. though. To right, keep it bubbling. And I did see that news report because I remember thinking the same thing on the shares. Not the likes, but the shares. Right. It only had a few hundred. Yeah. And I and I remember thinking, hey, that's good. Right. right. I mean, it's fine. It is. But, it, uh, but, but it's not something that right. 
drives media to talk about it. Right. But it was just enough. And I think the topic of the story was just enough that it kept bubbling and bubbling. And then the news station did another report and they kept bubbling. Then the parents and then finally the superintendent spoke. So I don't think it's over. I haven't heard the school people. Okay. So do we have the uh, clip of the here's the here's the teacher who was let go and they went out and interviewed. There may be some pieces of the reporter, too. But here we go. They don't turn anything in. We give them a 50. I go. Oh, no, we don't. You are right about not giving people 50s. And then a grade in Mr. Otto's class is earned. I'm so upset. We have a nation of kids that are expecting to get paid and live a life just for showing up. And it's not real. So there's some little pieces from the interview. You can't argue with that. She's not. She's 100% right on that. I'm sorry. She's 50 per, at least 50%. At least 50, yeah. I don't know, maybe 100%. We'll see. A few more times. She showed up, so 75. (laughs) Okay, so that's what uh, what she claimed. And again, it started the ball rolling. A chief information officer for the school, at that point, before the superintendent spoke, said, there is no district... Or individual school policy prohibiting teachers from recording a grade of zero for work not turned in. The district's uniform grading system utilizes letter grades A through F, numeric grades 100 to zero, a grade point average from four to zero. And that was it. That's, that was their official statement. So she was kind of denying what she said. Right. She's saying this does not exist. But didn't they show it in the news report? They did show this handbook that the teachers have. And the the chief info officer said, there is no district or individual school policy prohibiting teachers from recording a grade of zero, blah, blah, blah. So she, back on social media, said, I'm so upset because we have a nation. uh, uh, She said, the reason I took this fight was because it was ridiculous. Teaching uh, should not be this hard. Teachers teach content. Children do the assignments to the best of their ability, and teachers grade the work based on the grading scale that has been around for a very long time. Teachers also provide numerous attempts to get the work collected so they can give the child a grade. That's true. Most schools, they're not like, one shot and you're done. Um, By nature... Which, by the way, I'm a fan of. I wish that was true when I was going to school. By nature, (laughs) most teachers are loving souls who want to see students succeed. We do not uh, above and beyond actually teaching. Okay, so there's, you know, defends the situation. So, bubbles under, bubbles under. Finally, they go out and talk to the superintendent, and here's what the superintendent had to say. Grades themselves are not punitive in nature. Students are required to meet certain standards. If you don't meet it on the first shot then we're going to give you other opportunities to meet it. The okay. easy way is to say, okay, we're going to move on and leave you behind. And then that kid is going to be unsuccessful. And that's not the culture that we've established in this school district. It's, it's a really fair true. system uh, that it's actually rewards system. what they've done and that they're given other opportunities to be successful at it instead of leaving them behind or not making it easy for students. It's holding them accountable. It's rigor. It's, it's, it's hard it work. But, we're going to, but we, don't, we want to make it more difficult to fail than easier to succeed. So... He defended that there is this 50% bottom line. We want to make it more difficult to fail right. than easier to succeed. So, hang on one second. He basically said there's a 50% yes, percent bottom line. No, no, it's okay. And then the reporter was like, so there is this 50%. Yeah, and he was like, no, no. Uh, and the way she described it after interviewing him was, it's not, it's not a policy. It's more of a best practices. Which was in the handbook. Best practices, right? Which is a, a policy. policy. Now it's best practices. It's not a policy. 
This is their this is their try to have it both ways. Yes. No, no, uh, folks. I know you're upset. Your students, uh, your kids go to school here. This is not a policy. We do not have this, but we do this. Right. And, you know, the, part of the problem is is uh, parents as well. And I know that we always, where are the parents? But I, in one of the interviews I saw, and I don't remember which newscast it was because I didn't see the, the uh, school uh, interview with the superintendent or the uh, information officer. Mm-hmm. But they talked to a parent who was picking up his kids. And he said, oh, my kid knows what would happen to him if he didn't do his homework. I'll tell you that. Right, you know, he's like, but then he goes on to say, right, and he's got his kid in the right, and the kid's like, "Eh." whatever, crazy man, right, this guy's not my dad. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. (laughs) Call the police. <laughs> the, uh, he's, but then he goes on. That parent goes on to say uh, that, uh, well, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what's happening. Irrelevant in the picture. And I'm like, for this, for the purpose of this, that's irrelevant. the problem. The parents are okay with it because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, yeah, listen, it, could the kid be being I, abused? I, I, could yeah, they be poor? Yes, could they whatever? Okay. Yes, you're right. That doesn't mean you change the standard at the school. It means. You put other things in place to try to get kids help. Well, and that goes back to we want to make it more difficult to fail than easier to succeed. They're worried. Okay. I I think I have an answer of what that means, too. Let me hear. Let's hear the superintendent again. Let's hear the whole thing. And we'll kind of start and stop because he says a lot. And I wish we had the entire interview. I'm sure they sat down with him 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. We do not. And I'm sure they won't come on here. But this is what we have of him. Here we go. Grades themselves are not punitive in nature. Students are. Hold it. They want to make sure grades themselves are not punitive in nature. Jeff Fisher, your thoughts? <laughs> um, I'm guessing that that's really what they're supposed to be. Uh, here's a project. Right. Uh, here's what you have to do to succeed. Right. Uh, and you either don't or you do. And in the in, in, there's middle ground in there. That's what grades are. But they are punitive in nature. Right? Actually, I mean, well, if, if you don't, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, yes. I mean, I, actually, I don't think it's punitive, except if you don't like it. So if you feel like you're being punished with an F, no, you, they're not punishing you with the F. That's that's your performance. Yes, okay. Right? That's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, performance-based. Right, okay. it's performance-based. Yeah. But if you feel like it's a punishment that you got an F, well, then you're being punished because you didn't do the job. You didn't turn the work in. You didn't learn, whatever. Um, and this is not to say some kids have more difficult time learning, so you need to give them some extra help. That's fine. But we're talking about them giving a 50% when you did nothing. nothing. This is not a, my kid put in all this work and he still failed. No, he's really, he's really having a hard time. We're not talking about that. Right. You can make an argument for that. These are kids being given a baseline 50% for doing nothing. Zero. Tell you what, I am happy, happy, thrilled to never show up again here and still get 50% of my pay. You know, there's a number of people probably in this building that would say that's a good They thing. would love to see me not show up and give it these Who wouldn't today say you can not, never show up again at work and whatever you were getting paid, you were still make 50% forever? You good with that? Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, there it is. Because I'll go out and get another job and try to make what I'm making now, and I still have 50%, and then I'll try to do 50% from there. Yeah, I'm, 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 Come on. I might even just say, look, we're living on this now. We're living on this, right. <laughs> Daddy's not going to work. No, and guess what? You're eating once a day. 
50 that's what you're talking about yes 50 percent is a failure right for most schools you get a 50 but it's 59 percent is still failure maybe not in today's world i don't know and they may adjust a little bit but 50 percent is probably you still though you're still giving them half of it for doing nothing (laughs) here's a little more so again uh they we don't want it to be punitive it's not punitive it's your performance here we go required to meet certain standards if you don't meet it on the first shot then we're going to give you other opportunities to meet it. The easy way is to say, okay, we're going to move on and leave you behind. Hold it, hold it, hold it. So uh, you, you've got to turn this stuff in. If you don't meet those standards, well, we'll give you another opportunity. What happens if they don't meet it then? Right. What about then? Well, then. And then what about then? Okay, so how many of these do you give them? Before. And by leaving them behind, that's, a, that's, that's not really what happens. That's a right? buzz phrase to elicit emotion. Uh, leaving them behind. We don't leave them behind. Do you want us um, to leave them behind? Okay, well, A, maybe, maybe we lose the stigma of leaving them behind. And it's okay to redo a grade from time to time. If you haven't quite understood it, it's not that big a deal to redo that grade again, but we've become st- so stigmatized by, oh my gosh, I can't be left back a grade. Don't I leave him be behind. Grade. He'll be left back a grade. He'll be left back a grade. Okay, so? Jeff, um, so? I think most of us recognize that we do the hard work to help other people out, right? So let's put this in the context of like a natural disaster. We just had the hurricane come through, Florence, whatever. Okay. So imagine um, you got people out there that are stranded, right? And the hurricane's coming through, and these people could end up dying. So we send a rescue crew, okay? Okay. Here's your opportunity, people. We got this boat right here. Hop in. Hop on the boat, and we will take you to safety, and you're going to be fine. And the people go, I just don't feel like getting up out of this chair and getting in the boat. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, what am I supposed to do here? Okay, tell you what, I'll give you another opportunity to do the work of stepping into this boat so you can be rescued. Okay, I mean, public schools are there so you can learn. It's free, you dumbasses. We are giving you this opportunity. We have provided this safety no, we, mechanism. We've said, we've said okay, we'll pay, we'll pay yes. taxes to provide education for All you for have to do students. is step into the boat, damn it. There are 16 federal programs to give you help with food and rent and everything else besides free public school. We give it to illegal kids. Just step into the damn boat. How many times do we have to pull the boat by? Do you see what I'm saying? I do. They're not willing to do this. So do we just keep doing this? At some point, you go, sorry. Well, that was the big fight, right? With uh, this particular hurricane and with the fires in California and with some of the fires uh, in uh, nor- in the northern part of the United States, um, people said that they didn't want to leave their homes. So the rescue crews came in at the last moment and said, look, now's your time. You know, get in the boat. This is it. your example. Get in. And so now we've, you know, we we make them sign a paper that says, hey, we're not coming back. All right. This is it. You've decided that you're going to stay. The, the only problem is, is that we always come back. Yep. We do come back. Yep. You know, which we, we shouldn't. I mean, I... <clears throat> I mean, give as should, many opportunities I guess, as you, you know, can. We're trying to save lives. I understand coming back. But at some point, you've got to realize that you didn't get in the boat when you had the opportunity. And so with that, how many times do we have to send the boat? 
Right. Do, do, we can't send it anymore after this. Do, do you remember the old joke of the guy? He said the floodwaters are rising. Yeah, with, with and, and the emergency. That's the, the God joke, right? Yeah, exactly. the God joke. I yeah. know God's going to save me. Yeah, the guy goes. The guy comes by in a boat to rescue him, and he won't get in the boat. He goes, No, no, God's going to save, save me. me. And it goes all the way up. He's up there. Gets another boat opportunity because it's up to the second floor. He goes, no, no, it's okay. God's going to save me. Finally, he's on the roof. The water's up there and the helicopter comes uh, by. I'm dropping the, the ladder. Get on. No, no. no God's going to save me. And the floodwaters rise. He drowns, dies, go to heaven. And he goes, God, why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent a boat. I sent a helicopter. I sent all these people. What, do you want? what do you want me to do? Get in the boat. Get in the boat. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hi, Jeff. We sent many, many boats, helicopters, whatever. Get out of the boat. You got to hold the kids accountable. I mean, I'm all for teachers doing what they can, offer extra little uh, tutoring, give them extra credit. I'm fine with all of that stuff and give them many ways out. I mean, I had a lot of ways. I had uh, teachers that still allowed extra credit. I had an algebra teacher that um, she had it all laid out, each assignment, very specific. And you had a certain amount of time to get it in. You could even hand it in by the end of the day. All of these different, you know, whatever. She gave many, many safety nets there. And if you didn't do it, at some point, there has to be some accountability. We have taught kids that they don't have to be accountable. And then look around. We've taught them that for 20, 30 years. Now look around. And what do you got? You got people that are unable to have a conversation because you said the word problematic. That they're so triggered when you use some of these phrases online where you go, what? Get over it. What are you talking about? Why? Because we've trained them that there's no accountability. They do not have to actually do. That's where I see it. I need uh, I need a cry room. I need a, a space, a safe space. Just a little safe, safe space, space little... where I can go and... Just be me. I was thinking of... A lot uh, of people used to call that, I don't know, the place that you live. Home. A lot of people called it home. Yeah. Just something like yeah. that. Um, I was thinking maybe uh, some sort of like service animal, like the emotional support animal. Oh, That's I what you want. That. Yes. But... Um, yes. You know who's good? who is a good animal is, is a mini horse. A mini horse? They understand humans. I was thinking uh, maybe um, an emotional support stripper is what I'm thinking. Personally, uh, yeah. I'm a fan. Are you a fan? Uh, you are 100% right. The pony just got kicked to the curb. Right. I mean, think about it. We all have different things that bring us comfort, right? And <laughs> yes. technically, a person is an animal. So it's my emotional support stripper. I think that's reasonable. I'm all for that. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely reasonable and should, uh, we, we should make that happen. Okay, good. We should make that happen for you and other people who believe that it would help. Good, good. Uh, do we have any tweets with the hashtag what I learned? I'm guessing no. some people want to comment on the, you know, the boat coming by and people not getting on the boat. So, yeah. Well, I just... Uh, <laughs> 
I just uh, saw the, the one that uh, the D.C. area education system held me back uh, just because they could. But I still made it uh, at uh, Sumi Shake. Look, that's what I was, my point is, is it doesn't matter. Um, you know, if you got we've got to stop the, the stigma of it being bad. Uh, of failing or the incomplete or any of that stuff. Well, of being uh, of being held back. You know, that stigma of, you know, if you're in fourth grade or fifth grade oh I mean, being held back, back, back for the for the year of education right. and actually there's been plenty of educators that have made the argument that, that between first grade and say sixth grade is the time to do it mm-hmm. so that they get an idea of what needs to be done and then by the time they get into the upper grades they're good and they you understand can, it and you can even catch up is that the no, not necessarily catch up, although you could. Okay. Uh, you know, no, I guess you could. But it's just that you understand the process and you're, you you figured out what you need to know and how to go through the school system so okay. that it's not so um, demeaning Okay. Uh, or appears to be demeaning, that stigma of being held back. If you're a junior, you know, if you're 16, by the time you're 13, by the time you're 14, 15, 16, then you think, you know, if you get held back a year, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at, you need a safe space because you're going to be bullied. It's just too traumatic for you. Yeah, it's very traumatic. You can't get through it. All right. I'll give you that. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. And uh, 27 year old bus driver, Joan Drea McAtee. Joan Drea. Joan Drea McAtee. A unique name, Joan Drea. Yeah, I love Joan Drea. Joan Drea. Uh, she's been arrested in Porter County, Indiana. That's Valparaiso. Valparaiso. Uh, after a police investigation into videos that showed up online that seemed to show her as a bus driver allowing middle and high schoolers to drive the bus. <laughs> so it went down like are this. They, how are they supposed to learn? Okay, so a parent contacted the Boone uh, Grove High School resource officer and said, Hey, did you see these videos? Uh, it shouldn't show her allowing three students, 11-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 17-year-old, drive the bus. I mean, she's, you see her sitting down there going, okay, put your foot on the brake. And then you see the kid driving the bus, and she's like, slow down, okay. slow down. And, um, you know, this is while she was dropping the kids off to school. It was out in rural Indiana. So, um, McAtee. I really kind of don't have a problem with this. School calls her, you are fired, right off. And then uh, when she went to pick up her final paycheck on Friday... The popo was there, and they arrested her. They nabbed her. For what? Allowing the kids to drive the bus, buddy. Oh, stop. Child endangerment. You're endangering the children. Endangering the welfare of a child. You can't do that, man. You cannot do that. Uh, I'm with you, though. I think this is over. What is she doing? She's teaching a vocation. I. Why I, do kids go to school? And she's giving them. She's actually treating them like they have a little bit of responsibility and trusting them. She's not. They're not doing anything that. I mean, I took driver's I ed get, at school. I well, a I, we had to right, uh, but I already was driving. I mean, heck, I've been. I was driving tractors and lawnmowers sure. and cars, and I mean, by the time I was. I don't even remember. I was a little kid. My grandfather was like, I'm tired of driving. Right. You're driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is how you drive. See that stick? Up there? You've been watching it. It's not up here. It's down there. And it's almost like the tractor, except you use your hand. Go. It's on the tree, baby. Let's it's go. on the tree. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. go. Reverses all the way down. Let's go. <laughs> don't, don't hit, hit anything. Your, hit your grandma's car. <laughs> 
I mean, so I mean, and at yet some just point, a little more is revealed about Jeffy's past that explains it all. <laughs> just one more bit of insight into some, all that is at some Jeff point, Fisher. At some point, you've got to be able to say you have a little bit of responsibility, right? Now, I get that she's, you know, that's. I believe that she should have been reprimanded. I don't think she should lose her job. She's trying to give them a little responsibility. You know, I don't. Because she, mean, the Jeffy, videos don't show. showing initiative. Yeah, the, the woman, the video doesn't show, and I haven't seen the video, but going by how you explain it, the video doesn't show her. All right, your turn and going in the back and taking a nap. No, no, no. She, she was him out of drive. She was right next to him. Yeah. She was right there teaching him in that little seat right behind the bus driver. So, She's I mean, going, okay, slow down. Now pull over here. I mean, here's a, a, a woman who cares enough, not just about the children to teach them, but also about the job to say, I'm going to do a little extra at work today. I'm going to take on what, some additional that's, responsibilities. That's more, than, that's more than just showing up. That's the kind of can-do attitude we're looking for. How many teachers in that school have said, I'm going to get up and drive the kids or, uh, or uh, help drive the kids to school? Zero, I bet. None of them are doing that. But she's saying, I'll get up and help the teachers today. How else are the kids going to learn a big vocation? The Morning Blaze with Dot Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, another little bit of insight into the life that is Jeff Fisher. Okay. you Like I have over the past, I don't know, number of years, you've probably said, man, that Jeffy, I don't know how you get uh, get that. I, well, now we know. A little, little more, more and more little bits of uh, information. So Jeffy was just regaling me during the break with a story of when he was in kindergarten and on the bus. And, and you, you had a situation there. All right, so we lived down a dead end road, or you know, it was a it was a farmhouse, and there were was it a cul de sac or a dead end? A little bit of both, because the driveway wrapped around a giant tree, you know, and so it yeah. wrapped around a dry tree to turn around. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the road was you know a couple of barns and a garage, gotcha. and you know gotcha. it, was, it was a farm. And so you drive all you know down this down this road, you know, a field a field depth. Okay, you know, we lived you know there was a field and then our house, and. uh so the driver and I, of the bus driver, we, I took the bus in kindergarten, uh, would turn down our dead end road, you know, to take me up. So I would stand up, and uh, he always used to sit down, sit down, yeah, sit down. I would drive down the road. I'm like, this is my road. What are you talking about? I'm just going to stand here. here. I can't, well, I can't stop. stand what are you up. Come about? on. And uh, so one day he short breaks me. Whoa. He He's short. Little, little As we're pulling up down the end of the drive, he short breaks me uh-huh. so that I fall. Okay, trying to teach right. you a lesson. And, and he did. He did. I will say that because I fell and I smashed into the side of the seat, the uh-huh. bottom of the seat. Right. One of my eyes still has a scar, actually, a little scar. Uh-huh. I mean, 100 years ago, and I still have a scar. Mm-hmm. And I'm bleeding, and I get off the bus and I'm bleeding, and my mom was like, What's wrong? And I was standing up on the bus. He fell down. I told him not to. And in today's world, uh, I, he's fired. Uh, I, I may have a few million dollars from the school district. Right. In those days, should have sat down. Get yeah. in the house. Oh, yeah. The mom slaps you. Should have sat down. Doing? Get in the house. Now I got to deal with this blood on your face. Right. <laughs> right. Make sure get it off that shirt. That's a new school shirt. 
That's right. And then she apologized to the bus driver. I'm, I'm sorry you yeah. had to go through all that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll take care. I'll tell yeah, his father. We'll Don't take worry. Care of that. Right. Yes, we had the same mom. That's what you did back then. Agonizing. I came home from school one day. I mean, I'm standing in the lunch line. It must have been like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, somewhere in there. Standing in the lunch line. Just, I mean, just talking to a friend, not truly not doing anything. One of the few times I wasn't. And a teacher comes up and slaps me in the back of the head and goes, quit screwing around or something. What do you do? And I was like, I didn't do anything. Shut up. Get back in line. And I was like, oh, dear. I mean, I was in Sam, all Kavanaugh. I didn't do anything. What are you doing? Right. Truly. So I go and wait to get home. So mom, listen to what happened, You're whatever. About doing and my mom goes, what were you doing? I go, I truly was not doing anything. And she goes, well, that makes up for all the times you did that's right. S word and didn't uh, yeah. get caught. Uh, that's right. And I was like, damn, oh, but I wasn't doing it now. Come that's on. Because just... that's, that's what the that's what the teacher was thinking too, right? He's standing there. He's always, he's always goofing around. So I just get back in line. Yeah, right, exactly. I know you're not doing it. Get back in line. I actually, uh, yeah, now I support her having slapped me. I kind of, I'm with her. I'm with her. Good for her. Because you could have been, something could have been churning around in there. And let's get back. Let's get back in line. I think that was Mrs. Medcalf. I wasn't even in her class. And walked through and slapped me. I think that was Mrs. Medcalf. She had that snarly look. What are you doing? You're back in the room. Whatever. All right, so we have a little of the audio of the bus driver. Oh, nice. Here's the uh, bus driver. And, and the, yeah, this was posted on social media. So the kids are, the bus driver clearly didn't care. Didn't think there was any problem. Right. Because right? they posted on social media. You're driving 10 miles an hour in a bus. In she's teaching them. She's Indiana. right there. Nothing can happen. What are you going to hit? What are you going to hit? A squirrel? In a tree. And look, the worst case scenario, she pulls the kid away out of the seat and the bus stops, right? Right, exactly. Really, no, I'm not, I'm not right. joking. I mean, if something starts to go wrong, you just grab the kid and pull him away, the bus stops. Well, and even if you hit something, the kid, she, they were going like 25, 30 miles an hour. The bus is huge. You're going to be fine. And she even made the kid buckle up. In the, in the bus driver's she seat. She was teaching him something. I really... I Bus I, safety. I'm almost not joking around. <laughs> okay, I'm listen. Almost not joking. Here's some of the audio. I stopped to have... Okay, I'll tell you what the adults about this. Okay, okay. First, we got to do... Put your foot on the brake. There you go. It's all good. It's all good. I'm letting her stop at Michael's stop. See, put your foot on the brake. That's the first thing. It's all good. I'm going to Michael's stop. Have, do you have another one, or is that the only one? Okay. The other one, uh, you could see the kid actually driving, and she's like, all right, slow down there a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you want to go up here and so stop. So how old are the children? <clears throat> uh, 11, 13, and 17. I I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, 11, 13, and 17. Definitely okay the 17-year-old. In fact, why don't you have your driver's license anyway? I think I'm okay with it. 13? Yeah, 11. I mean, 11, you're you're driving, I mean, grade, you're, drive, grade. you're driving lawnmowers. You're driving... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my kids are driving the uh, golf carts up at the ranch this weekend. Mordecai. And I. I, Mordecai. You got to get this guy in here. Mordecai is objecting to our. uh, I mean, here's this millennial out there. He's objecting to it. Seriously? All right. Sit down here and explain why you object to this. Get into mic number four. I got to hear his. Because he came in and given us the. the, He was giving us the stink eye, giving us the dirty eye, giving us the crook eye. You're glaring. You're giving us the the look. Don't back off you. Don't back off. No, I'm not. What's the problem with it? Look. You don't think the kid kid should be driving the bus? (laughs) Not when there's children on the bus. He's a millennial. Now he's going out when there's children on the bus. What is, come on. You're letting a four-year-old drive a huge How bus. That four-year-old? Well, 11, was four year old 11, 11, 13, 13 and 17. 17-year-old kids. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say like around fourth grade. Okay, okay. Um, 
You're letting a kid drive a huge <gasps> bus filled with kids. Was it, was it actually filled, filled with okay, kids? Sorry, sorry, there we were don't, some don't. children present. Okay, so you're letting the final them. kids that live out in the in the farm district. Now right? that that's another thing. The video you can see that you know there's tall grass that hasn't been cut, and it looks like it's like those are called country. fields. <laughs> those were, that's how that's how your on the food, side of the road. That's how your food is grown. Fence, what happens is the food, food that you pick from. up at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, that comes from that's fields. Comes oh, from. I thought. Okay, okay, I get yeah. it. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. I mean, if it was the, the no, wait, bus driver and the kid driving, you, you, your fine, objection whatever, is that the other kids are on the bus. Yeah. What? They can't stand up and say, I don't want on the bus. Let put me your, off. Put your seatbelt on back there. That's Shut right. Up. Right. I mean, that's just messed up. You're going to let a kid walk home because they don't want to be on the bus with a four-year-old driving? He had a that's choice. not a four-year-old. I want to be clear. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I keep saying four-year-old. Because okay. <laughs> I agree with you on the four-year-old. Okay, You and I are on the same page with the Wait, four-year-old. You're not forcing them to walk home. You've given them a choice. You can either stay on the bus and we're going to teach some kids. die. You can possibly die anyways. Die. Walk home. If this, if this driver was drunk... Uh, doing any kind of illegal drug? I mean, no. she's letting a kid drive. She probably was drunk. No. I doubt that very much. The way in she which sounded, case, maybe she, she was doing it because drunk. she knew she was not capable of driving, mm, okay. which is even better. That's a whole different story. <laughs> that I, that I, but she, that's even the more. case. And yeah, go ahead. Let but she didn't drive. sound drunk. She sounded like she was very instructional. Yeah. So here it is. Yeah, she maybe was. She, she was has, very instructional. She probably has the wrong profession. Then she shouldn't be a school bus driver. She should be a driver's ed teacher. What do you? She's trying. She's she's uh why she's trying to be a two birds, two why? birds with one stone? Is that where you guys get at? You have some sort of stigma she's, against bus drivers. She's taking no. initiative, Mordecai. Take well, I know you don't understand that. Driver. See, this is the problem. Mordecai doesn't understand taking the initiative and doing a little more at your job. Amen. He doesn't oh, thank you, Robbie. Oh, thank you. you. He doesn't yes. understand, oh, you know. Yeah, you heard what the four year old hollered. Yeah. <laughs> That, you know, it's okay. You say, I'm going to take on some additional responsibilities. Okay. Yeah, you just do it. <laughs> you just do it when let it me happens. Let me help you out, though. Before you start trying to take on additional responsibilities, why don't you just uh, dig on your responsibilities? Yeah, there is an opportunity. Yeah. You say, yeah. There's an opportunity to just do, do, it. do your job. Yeah, and okay. then when you get to that part, you go, okay. Now, clearly, this woman is doing her job. She's picking the kids up, dropping them off. Everything's fine. Let's, I mean, let's do there was no, Is and, she picking them up and, and dropping them off? Yes. And serious or business is the now. Kid when you listen, dropping them off? Well, no. No, the kids were in school, and then they went and picked up the bus, and they picked her up, and right. then they dropped. <laughs> so she picks the kids up right. at the school, yeah. and she, she drops them off. And yes. then now the last few, right? She's teaching them how to drive. I, I've almost talked myself into actually being okay with that. I'm, I'm talking myself into it. I'm even to the point of if she There's did. There's no way she deserved to be fired. If she wanted to go home and watch TV, having trained these kids how to pick the other kids up and drop them off properly, I may be okay with her going home and still I mean, that might check. have been That may have been the end goal. And I'll, t- <laughs> and, I'll, well, and I'll tell you why. Because don't we say, isn't it better to teach someone how to fish rather than give them a fish? Every day. So here it is. She's smart enough to say, I got somebody who can do this for me. And the kids are willing to, and they get benefit and value. See, they've learned a vocation, number one. Number two, they get self-worth. They've accomplished something already by the time they get to school. She's taught them, and she's smart enough to get them to do the job. I mean, there's and a little hot skin helping whitewash the fence going here. You know? and most of these kids may have been driving other vehicles on sure. their property already. Come on. And so they just wanted to learn how to drive the actual bus. Not, you know, you, their machinery is a little bit different. Every machine is a little bit different to drive. 
you don't just put everything in drive. Oh, you believe know? me, I know. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. Been driving lowriders for years. What are you talking about? But, yeah. They got to the hydraulics. How do you think it would get gotta, them to Got to switch the front axles up, put them <laughs> down, back axles know. up, put them down, oh, get the side going. You know how many cars I've ruined trying to do the opposite of that? That's oh, right. Yeah, you can't do it. I mean, he knows how to drive a, you know, an El Camino with the hydraulics. He's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Or the Chevy I know. They're all Chevy Now they are. Back in the day, you had a few in Palace, too. I mean, they, uh, yeah. You got to make sure you have the 40-inch rims on those, too. Yeah, that's right. Got to be riding high. Okay, so we have some people getting our back on this stuff, too. Um, people saying, yeah, oh, via no. the, it's via the Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at, at uh, Jeffy MRA. MRA. At Jedi Master Martin. That's right, at Jedi Master Martin. Oh, God. You can get those in as well. <laughs> Um, so let's see here. Sticky says, now wait for two minutes at the train crossing. Now cut in front of that car. Okay, now drive past that kid. Wait for two minutes at the next house where the kid never comes out. Okay. Uh, Joseph Hall saying the sixth grade was the best three years of my life. Right? Wow. See, he, but he didn't have, at the time, he was like, oh, I got to stay back in sixth grade. After the third year, he realized what he needed to do to get through and finish school and everything's fine now. Oh, here's one. This is the one I went. Uh, uh, sneaking duck. Perhaps the bus driver anticipated that one day she might have a heart attack and die while driving the bus and wanted a little backup to save the other kids from being late to school. Preach it. Sneaking duck. And Amen. here's why. Amen. Look at all of the redundancies of safety features on school buses. See, first, we're going to paint the buses yellow. How do you miss a giant yellow bus? I mean, now you accept they're yellow, but back in the day they weren't yellow. Now they're yellow. Huge yellow bus. It says, bus, school, like, stop like on the back. That for a second. And then they're like, okay, we need we need some additional flashing lights on the thing. Got to put some additional. Every time the bus stops, I got to flash. Hey, extra. aren't kids worth that expense and time and whatever? And the bu- look, and the bus drivers and then, now have gotten lazy because they can't stop. They can't take the kids home on the right side of the road and then turn around and take the kids on the left side of the road. They got to let them off at one spot. So I've got to stop being behind and in front of the bus right so and they have those additional rules then they said i need a little stop sign to come out from the side of the bus with lights on it. right okay because we've got to stop i can't turn around okay. i gotta let the kids just get off and they can go wherever then they, they want. said i need a little arm to come out from the front of the bus because the kids are walking too close to it and the bus drivers are so derelict of duties they can't just say hey did the kid actually is he over there at the side of the road they can't turn their head 45 degrees to see if he passed and count okay great that now we have a flashing strobe light yeah. on some of the buses on the top or the back now. They're just never ending with these. And then the camera. And we have all these redundancies. The what happens? And they also if, have the reverse. Oh yeah, reverse. The stupid reverse bell buzzer. The the fat guy buzzer. They the do. Garbage truck. Yeah. Did not know that, and I also didn't know about the the arm. Oh, in the front. Oh, yeah, so in case they yeah. walk too close, because the bus driver can't see. Yeah, it. that's also no, but that's also for us uh, for side view cars at the corners. It's okay. Bravo, the fittest on that one. So now you have all of those redundancies and all of those, and we just keep adding them and adding them because aren't kids worth it? But what happens if a bus driver dies? What if they have a heart attack driving down the road? What's going to happen then? Huh? What's going to happen to the four-year-old? Yeah. So I thought you didn't have an answer. Put so it I in thought. park. Huh? Put it in park. No, they had a heart you're attack. A heart attack. You're it's driving, not like you you're like, wow, park. I believe I'm having a heart attack. Let me go ahead and pull over safely. I'm looking out both mirrors, hands 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. I mean, no. You, you, <laughs> yeah, so let me take a moment yeah. and open up the stop signs. And, and now the bus is careening down the road, man. <laughs> 
What happens? You got to have somebody ready to step in and know what's going to happen to the kids. They're like, well, I'd love to stop the bus so we all don't die in a fiery, twisted crash I'd of like metal to see and the whole, flesh. I really would like to see the whole video because I believe that is she was doing instructional stuff. I don't think that she was, was meaning any harm. I, I get the I get the frustration of, well, well maybe she, you know you shouldn't be doing that. But she was being very instructional. It wasn't. She wasn't doing anything uh, anything bad. She, she was, wasn't <clears throat> telling them to go forty down the country. Yeah, she was. She was actually teaching them how to in, drive in and out of lanes. So I mean, I I, I don't think she should have been fired. DMX DM has a, an interesting tweet, and I'm going to I'm going to say I I understand where you're going. I was thinking kind of the same thing as well. Oh, um, I would say for the purpose of the show, I believe Jeffy was being. Um, uh, um, we'll call it uh, historical fiction when you were talking about your younger life. Historical fiction. I mean, based on the truth, but you know, some some <laughs> liberties I, were taken. That I never rode a bus. They right, had, exactly. They didn't have buses back then. Right, it was a horse and buggy. So yeah. he stopped short. Whoa! He pulls him back <laughs> in the range. Sure Jeffy hits his head on the. <laughs> sure, it stopped me. Sure, it stops in yeah. the stagecoach. Well, I was there. trying to make it more today. I'm sure. I was, that's what no, I said. No, historical no fiction. Understands the incident actually happened. He sure he short reined me with the filly. <laughs> 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 People are like, Philly, I don't get it. I'll just call it a bus. That's fine. That's all. Yeah, thank you. So thank you, DMXDM. So have we swayed you now? A little bit. You're you're pretty much there, aren't you? Almost. I think what are you, an idiot? You can't let a bus driver let kids drive? What's the matter with you? Oh, come on. What is the matter with you? You can't do no, that. No, no. What the hell's wrong with you? No. Uh-uh. That's not how this works. No. Nope. This is how this is the guy who'd be like, sure, Hitler's gassing Jews. Come on, it'll be great. He's like, sure, I'll go along with it. Is that the biggest truck you got? <laughs> no, exactly. You know, maybe we could uh, put more of them in here. Come on. Gosh. You know we should build some buildings. All right, perhaps on that note we just get a break. Back in the moment with more of the morning blaze. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Thompson. Mordecai, what the hell's the matter with that guy? <laughs> kids drive buses. So he he's an actual like he went through school and everything. Mordecai, yeah, yeah, he's we, not we, a special we know that person for a fact. I mean, he, he, he presented some sort of transcripts, but I mean, he's Mexican; it could all be forged. You know, I'm not even sure that's his social security number. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't even know what a field was. A what? He didn't even know what a field was. No, he's a uh, tall grass. No, he's a he's a city a city Mexican person. <clears throat> That's all. He had two types: the ones that you know, the field and whatnot. You get the other ones with the low riders. That's it. You know, right? That's, right. All right, uh, Charles with a good point. He said it's clear at Jedi Master Martin has never been to Northern Indiana. There is nothing there; uh, just you. fields. Uh, right. Uh, uh, the, I am almost okay with it, although I, I understand not being okay with it. There's no way she should have been fired and or arrested. No way. Those videos do not show any malice at all. No, I mean, obviously we have safety measures in place. You can't just let anybody willy-nilly say, let a kid drive a big bus. I get that. You can't let them drive in certain areas. Got it. I think the punishment was a little extreme. Yes. The arrest, I think, is really troubling. Yes. I mean, you got this... 
I mean, she was, she was, and even if it's okay that we get a system in place where you can allow bus drivers, if we all say maybe that's right, she still broke the rules. So you got to answer for them. I know. What would be the appropriate course of action in your mind, Jeffy? What should have happened? I, I really don't. I, you know, I, for sure, probably some sort of suspension, right? I mean, she's living. I mean, she's she's doing that bus. That you know, bus drivers. That's a that's a double shift every day. And, and they do not, not make a lot, lot of no, money. No, they do not. And you have to deal with the screaming kids. No, they do not. Right? I mean, I think it's lucky she didn't slap them. She didn't beat the hell out of them. If you're not beating the kids up and they get home, good. Good to go. We're good. Get on. I mean, it's like Lord of the Flies on the bus now. There is no... When I, when I was in school, if you even looked the wrong way, you were kicked off the bus and then you had to find a way to school and mom had to drive you and you got mom bitching at you the Don't whole you way or whatever. kicked off the bus. Right. You could get a detention, all that. Now, it's like Lord of the Flies in there. We may have had that problem, but that's maybe why we moved closer to the schools. Okay. So, yeah, I think um, she's definitely got to be punished somehow. So if I'm the school district, assuming she has been a stellar bus driver and a model employee everywhere else, nothing on her record, I might be able to give her a pass and say, listen, Janice, knock it off. You know you can't do that stuff. Just drive the kids to school. You know, you give her a, a week off without pay, whatever it is. Um, I definitely yes. wouldn't have arrested her at no, that point. But you want to give her another on. warning? That's fine. I just also look at it. The court system's clogged up and all this nonsense. There Arrested was no malice intent. Fortunately, way, nothing bad happened. Another way to keep the man down. It, by the way, if something had happened and the kids were hurt, okay, a little more responsibility, right? I mean, isn't that our basic libertarian philosophy? There was, you know, a victimless crime here. Right. And, 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 and that's what I mean. She was, there was no, there was no, Hey, I'm going to, I'm drunk. You drive. I'm high. You drive. She was actually going out of her way to show these kids how to do it correctly. Now she can teach them the criminal justice system. Charles Ayer saying, hashtag what I learned today. It is clear. Oh, I got that one. Um, uh, The amazing Larky Farkin. This is a really powerful tweet regarding it. He said, what if someone attaches a bomb to the bus that goes off if the bus goes under a certain miles per hour and the bus driver has a heart attack? <laughs> what do you do then, Jeffy? Yeah, what do you do? What do you do then? You're going to be thanking her for training these kids. Out right, exactly. It's not like Keanu Reeves is just going to show up in this scenario. That's Hollywood. It's Hollywood <laughs> to believe that Keanu Reeves would show up when somebody puts a bomb on your truck or car or bus and then some of the bus driver has a heart attack. You've got to be able to handle those real-life situations where someone puts a bomb on your bus and the bus driver has a heart attack without Keanu Reeves showing up. Thank you. In fact, I'm thinking these would be other vocations they should teach in school as well. Bomb disposal. It's a good gig. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's a vocation. You think everyone should go to college, please. Plus, as a, as a bomb disposal expert, you're not, are you working every day? I mean, you're, going, you're showing up. You're yes. on call. There it is. But are you actually working every day? No, No. very rarely. Very rarely. And, okay, another vocation. Uh, How to loop a video feed. I see that in movies all the time. Right? I was watching uh, The Blacklist. I've been, uh, you know, uh, binge watching The Blacklist. the first time you've been into it? Yeah, because I remember when it was out, uh, about season three or four. Okay, it's still good then. Yeah, it's, 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 what a great character. But I just saw one of the most recent ones. Starting to, uh, right now you're going to start getting into uh, I don't want to um, bring you down, but yeah, it's starting to get a little bit weird. And you're, that's where you're. Yeah, that's that might be at. in four. Anyways, it's just yeah, yeah but solid. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I'm just saying, now video you're, feed. You're, uh, yeah, that's fine. 
Okay, Wouldn't I'll that be a it. good vocation? Wouldn't you like to have been able to loop a video feedback in your many days at radio stations that had closed cameras, uh, closed circuit TVs in there? And I knew where they were. I know, I'm just saying, wouldn't it have been easier if you could just loop those things? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that would be much yes, better for you. it would you. have been easier. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag <laughs> what I learned today. And some other victims have now come forward uh, accusing some politicians. Hashtag me too. And I have those videos up on both Facebook and uh, Twitter. I put oh, those no. up there. Yeah, there, oh, uh, no. Beto. There's uh, someone accusing Beto now. So oh, no, and, and look, it's, a, it's a, a if uh, are these are these the people that I mean are saying that we have to believe all women? Uh, hashtag women never lie. Yes, women never lie. We know Amen. that. I mean, Christina Blasey, Blasey, whatever Ford, right? Women never lie. Kavanaugh is guilty. We know that. Period. Done. So you can see some other ones. I mean, if these women are to be believed, then you would also have to say. Blasey Ford shouldn't be believed without an investigation. So I'll just throw that there. But as it stands, hashtag women never lie. The morning blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. about pancakes for i'm just saying i just realized it's national pancake day national pancake day that's going to be a problem you know why because it's not international pancake day which means ihop is very limited today i'm assuming they only have american pancakes Uh, okay that's fine um do we not have uh your Chef, Chef Patrick, he's Chef coming up Patrick in about a half hour. In this broadcast about a half today. hour, yeah. If the chef comes yeah. in this building without pancakes, there's, that's a problem. A, a chef should never arrive in any building without some food. A radio, a radio broadcast facility without food. I believe that's a law. Second, <laughs> it's pancake day. <laughs> there better be pancakes. No, it's a lesser it. known law. I believe it is. There was a lesser. It's, I uh, believe it all. It's tied to some other bigger. I think it was part of an omnibus spending bill back in the eighties. I know I saw it. I just I know it was in there. Listen, it was probably in the eighties because you know Tip O'Neill was voting for it. You know he was all about that. I am. Oh yeah, we'll put that in there. That's a historic fat guy joke. That's what that is. There. Thank you. Thank you. I believe Taft signed that into law. There's another historic fat guy joke. Oh wait, Wilm Howard Taft. He died because he was overweight. Stuck in a bathtub, baby. Stuck in a bathtub. All right, so is she going to show or is she a no-show tomorrow? Oh, man. Christine Blasey Blasey Ford. Uh, There is weirdness going on with the Kavanaugh thing. So let me back up, first of all, and say she is scheduled to appear tomorrow for hearings. Right. And Mitch McConnell has come out and said they will now have a vote on Friday, the day after tomorrow, after her hearings. 
Now, the uh, second accuser, Ramirez, Ramirez, has said she will not testify. Okay. She's out. She did her civic duty, and that's it. Ramirez. And the third accuser <coughs> seems to be in dispute. Avenatti, oh, really? Stormy Daniels oh, attorney yeah, yeah. Avenatti, went all dark on Twitter. Blocked everybody. Shut that bitch down yesterday. Yeah, they did. Why? And the, the speculation is he got scammed. That the third person is not legit. She scammed him or somebody scammed him into doing this whole, I've got this interview with this third person that's whatever, and it's not legit. Now, I'm not saying it is or isn't, but that's the rumor that's out there. See, and instead of facing that head on, just take the heat. The heat would be, what, eight hours to maybe 24 tops, right? You take it, you go in front of the cameras and say, I was scammed. I believed her. She came to me, and I found out it was false. Mm -hmm. And uh, that doesn't take away from anything these other women are doing, right? And then you just face that and be done with it. it, His ego will not let him do it. His ego will absolutely, gargantuan ego. He Listen, Avenatti loves him some Avenatti. He really right. does. He is right. fantastic. He's the greatest person he knows. <laughs> so um, the fact that he is not, re- he was supposed to be within 48 hours, two days ago, that he right. was going to release this videotaped interview with this third accuser. And we have not seen it yet. And he went all dark. We've had the announcement that tomorrow Ford is going to be there and Friday is going to be the, the, vote. the vote. And he has not come forward with this. Nothing else. Why? Right. I think there's probably some truth to that there is no third. And then remember the the secession of the accusers. One, the first one, almost 40 years ago as high school students at 15 and 17, we were in some place, if true, this is the allegation, that he jumped on me, held his hand over my mouth. Uh, she believed he was going to you know, violate her somehow. But that was it. There was no right. molestation or whatever. It was an assault, not necessarily sexual, but maybe that was the intent. But still, pretty tame. The second one was, he shoved his phallus in my face. <clears throat> okay, that ratches it up just a little bit yes, there, the visual. And the third huge leap from Avenatti was, Kavanaugh, along with other men, Lined up on a regular basis after drugging women for the purpose of gang raping them one after the other. Jeff, the only way that gets worse is if you're saying they were doing it to children. Think about it. You know right. he got scammed. He had to have, right? To say, to have. It called it a train. A train of, <laughs> come on, ride the train. He got scammed. That's my speculation anyway. So my question then is, does she show up tomorrow or not for the hearings? I mean, it's, it's it, either way, right? I mean, there's arguments either way, and they both are are sellable. Her 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 people have started already saying things like, "Well, we have some concerns about the structure, like the logistics, all of these." That's giving a kind of a people some pause to say maybe she doesn't show up, right? And she and she, she turned in like uh, three or four uh, signed affidavits from people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Corroborating yeah. her story, which would be the same as the same people who were questioned and said, yeah, I believe her. Right. So they signed a piece of paper saying, yes, I believe her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Dated, I mean, that's, dated okay, and signed. Great. Yep. And uh, did you get a notary on that? Okay. Um, so 
if she doesn't show, which be, you know she doesn't show because she's concerned about her safety. That's and the other thing they've said too. Of course, she's concerned about her safety. I don't know why you wouldn't be safe. I mean, and then she can't fly. Yeah, but they've Come already floated some of that out there. So you're like, okay, I don't know. Stop. I know. It's, if she doesn't show, I mean, both sides will claim that that shows they're right. They're correct. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then do you think it is a um, tactical error, speaking politically, of course, because the image, the tactical error that Mitch um, McConnell said we're going to have the vote on Friday, that they've already set that. Do you think that's wrong from politically speaking, just because the the attitude is uh, that the Republicans don't care? And um, does this show it then? See, you're you're already scheduling the vote for the day after she testifies. How do you know that her testimony would yield more things that would require more blah blah blah? You see what I'm saying? That part looked like a bit of a tactical error. Yes, and it wouldn't surprise me that Mitch McConnell has you know would do a tactical error. Oh yeah, surprise me at all. He has been adamant that they have the votes. And, of course, the question is, Susan Collins, you knew her as Edna Garrett. And then Lisa Murkowski, those are the, the probably the two main questions. A little bit with the Jeff Flake, you know, some people like that. Do they have the votes? I believe they do. I believe they do. And here's why. Susan Collins was asked about this. She said she doesn't know what she's going to do. She, she has not decided whether or not she's going to vote to confirm Kavanaugh or not. And then a little bit later in the interview, she said, you know, but she doesn't think he would vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. There you go, folks. There's your sign. Susan Collins, if barring anything unforeseen that, you know, appears pictures of Kavanaugh raping squirrels, uh, she's voting to confirm. Which also means there was some political pressure put on her. Oh, yeah. Susan Collins from Maine does not want to be on record supporting Kavanaugh. She does not. She cannot, politically speaking. Remember, her line in the saying is Roe v. Wade. She is the, the pro-abortion progressive Republican from a state that wants, it, wants her to be a little more progressive. Remember, before that, uh, they also had uh, Olympia Snow, who was just like Susan Collins. And now who do you got? Angus somebody. Angus King? Yes. He's the independent. Who's the same? I mean, this Absolutely is, the same. This is who... Overall, generally speaking, Maine is. The the conservative Mainers are going to be more progressive. Oh, the, the my one, More liberal. Let's say that. More liberal. Yes. So They can call themselves whatever they want. But that's what, it, yeah, they're going to be that. So she doesn't, she doesn't want to vote. She can't if he is going to eventually be somebody who stands against abortion. So why would she say all this? She played the game and came out and said, I'm, you know, uh, I'm very concerned about this, but I don't think that's what he would do. And she's on board now. Why? The politics of it. Somehow something was promised to her or she was threatened somehow. That's just how this stuff works. Or uh, Yeah. Or, you know, maybe she found out the truth. <clears throat> maybe she actually looked at it and decided that, uh, you know, it was uh, a bunch of hooey. That she's OK with gang rape? Yes. Is, yes. is that it? Yes, that's what she found. Oh, okay, yes. good, good. All right. Uh, no, because for her, it's not the allegations that she has to vote against him. It's not all of this pomp and circumstance and media circus and whatever. 
that's not why she needs the vote against him. She needs it because of Roe v. Wade and some of the other female issues out there. That's that's going to be her thing. So based on just that alone, she's she's not going to just suddenly come out and conf- get on board. It's not what's going on. And if she is, then I got to believe Lisa Murkowski is as well. Okay, I'm all right with that. Good. So uh, I think this is done. I believe the Supreme Court's uh, session begins Monday. Monday the 1st. Yeah, but he can't be expected to move into his office and and uh, be ready to go. Why not? First. That takes a lot. He's already there. He's already there. He's right there. You just walk across the street, move, man. Yeah, but then he's in somebody else's office. You're in the Capitol. You go dirty. out the back door. Supreme Court's right there, Chucky. man. You can't. I mean, that's a that's a lot to be expected to be able to move everything and get in get in and actually have a place to work with a with the, without your stuff. You'd have to sit at someone else's desk. The horror. It'll be his you desk. Can't do that. It's his desk. No. They've already moved Kennedy out. Okay, whatever, Mister. Uh, we just got to move in and start working. I don't have my gavel. Thank you. You understand? What am I supposed to gavel with somebody Thank else's? You. I've got a special desk, chairs. I got to get my books in here. This is how diseases spread. Using somebody else's gavel. They got staffers all, and I don't know what happens on day one. Anyways, what happens well, on day one? I, what Court? happens on my day one is I'm moving in. No, okay. I mean of a new session. Even if there weren't any new members, busy. Oh man. Oh. Do they have oh, oral man. arguments oh, on day man. one? They're busy. Busy. Or do Supreme they just Court. set their schedule? Supreme Court. They're busy. Okay. Is there an orientation for the new guy? You know what? I, there is, right? Where he they has show to open the cafeteria. The doors, right? with the ba- yes. Oh, you do have to teach him the door policy. The and only I difference. Yeah. I love the door policy. The only I difference. This is supposedly true. The only difference between, uh, you know, the newer members of the Supreme Court or the uh, associate justices versus the, Supreme, uh, the uh, chief justice is the newest member. The, the newest member. And for of the no Supreme matter Court, how long. No matter right? how long. A year or 45. The newest member has an extra duty they have to perform. So good. They have to get up and answer the door. So when they're in closed session and it's just ah! those nine justices there, that they're all just sitting around going, what do you think, this Roe v. Wade? We good? We good? What do you think? What do you think? The, some, the hazing of the young. Someone, whatever. You're like, all right, Gorsuch, get your ass up and answer the door. Because he's been at this for about a year now. Yeah. It's like, damn it. The robes, they right, when I stand up, they get caught in the chair. You right? Know, you know he wants Kavanaugh, man. We got to get know. somebody else in he's here. He's like, come on. I don't care who it is. I'm tired of getting up and yeah. answering the door. Yeah, all right, new guy. It's all you, baby. And then you get some people that there hasn't been a new Supreme Court justice for like 10 years. Oh, look at that. And they're like, oh, geez, I'm still the newbie. I'm still. That. That's when you get the remote, right? They open the door. Yeah. Well, just you still know you're the newbie, even if it's not. You know they're looking at you. That's looking true. Looking at yeah. you. You got your little remote there. You're still the guy. You've only been here 10 years. I've been here 11. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> But now Gorsuch, he gets off only having done this for a year. I know, he got it off easy. And he's like, listen, kid, listen, I'm going to tell you how this works around here. You're answering this door. You're answering this door now. Their first closed session. It's hazing. It's Supreme Court hazing. Neil's going to tell you that uh, he's tired of doing it for a year. I opened that damn door for 32 years. It's <laughs> 32 years, six months, and four days. Okay? So I don't want to hear it, Gorsuch. So you would have had, uh, who was first, Sotomayor or Kagan? I think Sotomayor was first. So Kagan would have been on deck for uh, all the way up till Gorsuch. 
Yeah. And she would have been, so Gorsuch was 2017. Kagan would have been uh, at least four or five years, I'm thinking, right? And Sotomayor only got, what, a year? Yeah, she a couple got of years, yeah, she, she got lucky. She <clears throat> she got a Gorsuch. She got a Gorsuch. It's good to Gorsuch now. You're just a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, a good deal. I hope that's true. And you know, I, I that's what I've heard. I, someone even said that. I want to say it was RPG or... Or um, I didn't have to open uh, the, the uh, door. John Roberts, anymore. one of them. I don't know how John Roberts falls in this. I don't think the Chief Justice has to play that game. Well, he's he's the Chief Justice because remember they don't move up the line when there is a vacancy for Chief Justice. You nominate the next Chief Justice. That's how it works. It's not the most senior right. member or whatever. I think there has been one time in history there was a swap where one of the associate justices got nominated to, for as Chief and they went up up one and then they nominated another associate i believe that's happened but yeah you don't move up you just get that's what you get right that's it now if i'm gorsuch you know i'm paying people for the next year every stinking time we're in session three or four times listen you come in and just deliver a letter that's all you're saying somebody's here saying hey you guys ready to have lunch whatever it is you're knocking on that door and making someone he's getting up three four times a session right you right you're doing you tell me we wouldn't be doing that all over that. <laughs> is Grubhub here yet? Yeah, exactly. Go answer the door. Is that the door? Is it Uber Eats? They're here? I think I heard the door. I didn't hear anything. I think I heard it. You better just check. Yeah, just check. Just go ahead and just check. check. They might have just dropped it. At the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's going on. All right. Possibly another. This, you got the Mitch McConnell? Is that what you said? Okay. Possibly another tactical error. Uh, people are really upset at something Mitch McConnell said about the way this process will roll out when they get to their uh, comfort, not their confirmation, but their hearing with uh, Christine Blasey Ford tomorrow. That he described what will happen. See if you can catch the failure. You have right? 50 votes to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. I believe he'll be confirmed, yes. You are, uh, all of you standing here today, all men, everyone on the Judiciary Committee, all men, you don't have women making decisions about Judge Kavanaugh. What message does that send to the American people? We're looking for the truth here. Uh, I don't think uh, because you happen to be a male, you're disqualified from, lis- from, from listening to the evidence, from listening to the evidence and making a decision based upon the evidence. As I said earlier, and I think you already know, we have hired um, a female assistant to go on staff and to ask these questions in a respectful and professional way. We want this hearing to be handled very professionally not a political sideshow like you saw the uh, put on by the Democrats when they were questioning. Did you, uh, uh, did Judge you catch Kavanaugh. the problem there, Jeffy? Did you catch the problem that's triggered everybody? Uh, if you, are you talking about the bringing in a uh, female assistant? Yeah, uh, people started melting down. Uh, female assistant, uh, Patty Solis Doyle, I believe she's a reporter from uh, maybe CNN. Uh, yeah, CNN political commentator rather. She said, a female assistant, in addition to conducting the questioning of Dr. Ford, will she also make the Starbucks run? That's I responded funny. to that one, by the way. And I said, after the sandwiches are made. Thank you. I mean, yeah, you go down and get the coffee after the sandwiches, but sandwiches take priority. I mean, <laughs> I'll allow you to go to Starbucks. I don't know why you just didn't make a pot of coffee, but I'll allow Good you point. to, you know, whatever. Uh, so they're very triggered by uh, the female assistant. But it's a, they're bringing in a former prosecutor, right? 
Yeah, she's a female assistant, though. They're they're tri- triggered by that. Oh, what, you can't have somebody actually do it. She's just an assistant of a male in this patriarchal society we live in. No, she's actually a, a female, and we're caring about how she gets asked questions about what happened. Because you people are going to be all over us if a male questions her, right. looking for him to screw up, and how dare you sit in judgment of her. And by the way, we also heard that all the, all the females on the Judiciary Committee weren't going to ask questions. They were just going to speechify. Yeah, exactly. All right. They're just triggered for nothing. They're just trying to find ways to be upset. Quick break. Back with more on The Morning Blaze. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On The Blaze Radio Network. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. You really don't know who Trigglypuff is? Seriously? And Keith doesn't know Trigglypuff? Okay, I just assumed that was like common working knowledge for people on the right. You don't know Trigglypuff. I mean, is is, uh, is Trigley related to HR? What do you mean? HR Puff and stuff? No, 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 no. So Trigglypuff was a protester at, I forget which crazy rally, anti-right-wing stuff uh, at a rally. And this is her flipping out. Look at her. Social justice warrior Trigglypuff. Okay, see that? Can you see her? I can. Okay, that's her. Yeah, no, I can see. Yeah, see that? I don't need to see it any better okay. than I'm already seeing it. Anyway, so <laughs> she was... Yeah, and everyone kind of... So that's Trigglypuff. Yeah, but you see how she's melting down? and Yes. I mean, that's meme and GIF-worthy, right? It is. Yeah. It is, de- okay. it is definitely meme and Jeff worthy. Yeah. Yes. And she comes up anytime there's any like uh, puns or jokes or get your memes in or hashtags. She's, yeah. she's one of the ones okay. people love to go to. Okay. So. okay. I mean, just trying sense. to educate you there if you're not familiar with her. Thank you. I mean, you don't need to talk down to me just because I didn't know you're stupid. Obviously, meme. you're not listening to me. You're not listening. Have you cleaned your ears out today? You know, not today. How often are you not. on board now? Because you heard about the failure with my uh, my earpiece, right? No, what happened? So I use the WaxRx system like once a week or so, or was. About once a week, keep it clean, right? Right. Good. I take care of my ears, not a problem. My earpiece was having trouble, and I had like a short or something in it. Oh, it got all clogged up. It got clogged with you, yeah, and right. I was like, how does that happen? I'm using this once a week. No, you got to use it more often. You got to use it like every other day. What? Seriously, you've got to be otherwise... You, it got clogged up again. I was cleaning my ears with the system every week, and they're perfectly clear. Everything's fine. Nope. Now it's everything's good. So use the WaxRx system. Go to usewaxrx.com. Use waxrx.com. Buy the system and use it. It's a three-step system. The first is eardrops that soften the earwax. Softens it up nice. That gets it all ready to wait. go. Now, the next one is a specially designed pump by doctors who came up with the right amount of pressure because too much I mean, it's like, uh, you know, turning the fire hoses on people that are protesting. You know, you're ripping you the face that. off. It's like one of those power washers on you your car. Want, you don't you want, want that. You don't want that, no. All right. You know, or if it's too weak, what is this? It's not, it's not getting the stuff out. This isn't good. This doesn't work. It's a perfect amount of pressure. And then step three is the pH balance rinse. And your ears are left soft and supple. They feel great. Ready to go. Amen. Try the uh, WaxRx system. Just go to usewaxrx.com and order it today. If you use the promo code radio, they're going to ship it. To your house for free. 
So it's usewaxrx.com, usewaxrx.com. And by the way, uh, if you use that offer code radio, uh, you're welcome. Uh, on behalf of usewaxrx.com. What do you mean uh, you're, you're welcome? welcome? We're shipping it to you for free. You're welcome. Okay. All right? Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, those of you that uh, are tweeting in with the hashtag, uh, what I learned today, uh, Tim from Michigan uh, tweets that the Supreme Court needs to get in touch with Matt Lauer about his door set up. Amen. Oh, my gosh, you're right. That's a, that's, he had to do that right. Right. If you're nominated as a chief justice, uh, smells like teen status <laughs> is tweeting. Uh, if you're nominated as chief justice, you just walk in like you own the place. That's what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, you're still you're still the guy with everybody else around there, except except those other eight people. Right. Right. Except right, for. Still- Oh right! Walking down the hallway, you're still the man. Right, and or after the getting woman. hazed or by the them, sorry, yeah, you you have to be you have to be really douchey to everybody else there. You got you got to be right. you got to go all Diana Ross diva. Don't look at me. I'm a Supreme Court justice. Damn it! Right, you go right. I mean, you just had your name drugged through the mud because of all of this stuff or whatever. Yeah, you got to treat those people poorly. You're somebody. Damn it. Right. That's how it's the only way you survive. Right. And the Steve 42 uh, tweets uh, with the hashtag uh, what I learned today and another hashtag me to Kavanaugh. Uh, Kavanaugh fondled me at the airport when he worked for the TSA. I I feel sorry for you and I wish you wow. would have reported it when it happened. But since you didn't, I still believe I know you why have. he probably didn't. Why? It's a long time ago and he's uh, probably gaps in his memory. There are gaps. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's taken the allotted uh, appropriate six days to get it all together. No, of course. Oh, you know, no, you got to get the appropriate yeah. six days to and and talk to your attorney to make sure what you're saying is, uh, you know, it's probably legit right. coming from sure your memory. Because right. everybody knows attorneys; they um, they understand psychology and memory. A lot and, of cor- lot of courses about memory in le- in uh, law school. And then uh, you know, try to get uh, people that you mentioned it to uh, to remember it with you, even people you didn't mention it to. Right, you know, like everyone mm-hmm. that you didn't mm-hmm. mention it to. You want to be able to get with them and say, "No, you remember, right?" Yeah, that is a a core founding um, class when it comes to law school on um, memories and uh, how to uh, draw memories out. The process, you know, those people who remember like decks of cards and stuff, or like yes. like tricks at bars and whatever. I think most of those are attorneys. I, I think most of them are. I believe. That. I mean, having gone through those memory courses, they also designed the memory courses too. So, the morning blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson, and you're listening to The Morning Blaze. And if you like what you're hearing on this show, then you probably will like Pat Gray Unleashed. Available now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Direct Fire is a jet-fueled political thriller that's now available in paperback. It's taken from the 30 years of military service of Brigadier General Anthony Tata. His books have gotten high praise from George H.W. Bush and Glenn Beck. In Direct Fire, a Delta Force veteran races against the clock to take out terrorists gather it in the North Carolina mountains. The terrorists have already taken down military brass and civilian leaders, and that's only the beginning. Direct Fire is on sale now. Just visit AJTATA.com. That's AJTATA.com. 
Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. PatriotMobile.com slash Doc. That's the website to sign up for what? Uh, I guess cell phone. Patriot Mobile. Yeah, Patriot Mobile, exactly. Because it's right in the name there. You know Patriot, what you could use? big hesitation there. Uh-huh. Well, no, I was just trying to think yeah. what you could use Patriot Mobile for. Like you can call places that would deliver food. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Right? That's what you would do. You could do that, yeah. And you could just text them or you go online, too. Right. Yeah, you get all kinds of options with right. it. Right. And you get a, and, and, and you would just text. Why are you, you, you bringing that up, though? I'm just... No, I was just thinking that that's just what you loud, could use the Patriot Mobile do, okay. yeah. I bring up Patriot Mobile because uh, you only have a couple of days left to get in on their Constitution Day now, Constitution Month special, that for just $17.87 this month, you will get a uh, first month of service. So if you sign up today, $17.87 for your first month of unlimited talk, text, and data with Patriot Mobile. I would uh, I would just do let's it hear. now. Let's, let's hear you testify. You, that's a good <laughs> price, isn't it? It is. Whether Few you pay, people are cheater than cheaper than Jeffy. Whether you pay cents or cents, it's a good deal. Either one. Either one. You can do it seventeen dollars and eighty seven cents or cents. Either one. I at figured that was, the, that was the actual Constitution special. They changed it. I mean, that's old English for cents. Yeah, that's what I mean. You got pence. Remember they use pens, half pens, whatever, sons, and cents. That was the evolution. I think you know. Thank you for reminding people. You're welcome. Because they just thought I'd misspoken. No, no, no. That's no, what no. it is. So. Uh, sign up for your Patriot <laughs> Mobile account today in honor of the Constitution and Constitution Day. They've extended the offer through the end of the month, so it's just $70.87 for your first month of service. Sign up today at PatriotMobile.com slash Doc. And, of course, they're out there doing good work for you, influencing the midterms and policy decisions with that extra little bit of money that they spend. It's the cost of doing business that every business has. You got these things you have to pay. Well, if you're looking at... You know, some of these big car manufacturers, these Fortune 500 companies, a lot of them just have line items to pay off people like Jesse Jackson and stuff. Right. They, go, they literally go and protest their offices and stuff, and they just say, okay, well, $1,000 or 10000 or a million every year goes to these causes. That's how it works. Patriot Mobile said, no, we're not going to do that stuff. We're going to take just a little bit of money from their profits and spend it on things that they believe in that you support, conservative causes, organizations, and candidates, and that's what they're out there doing. Switch today and have an impact on what's going on in your life. PatriotMobile.com slash talk. Celebrity Chef Patrick talks business and food trends with Doc Thompson and the Always Hungry Morning Blaze crew. So uh, it's talks. interesting you brought up food because Chef Patrick's here. Wow, welcome. Ooh. Good morning. Chris, you, you look different, Chris. Thank you. And your accent's yeah, gone. Thank you. I know. Well... I'm more American now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you got anything to say? You, you I, seem I already to... welcomed him. I mean, he, he snuck in here. You brought, you brought up something about a half hour ago. That I, I did, and, and so I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting day. for him to bring in the pancakes because why would you have a chef okay, come into a building? I texted him and told him that uh, it's National Pancake Day. After you brought it up, and he said, "I'm bringing waffles," and I said, "No, don't bring those because Jeffy wants pancakes." He said, "I can't bring pancakes." I said, "Then don't bring anything." Oh, so, see, that's a mistake. He so didn't, a even, he didn't even want the bacon. Right, so that's a little on me. I'm sorry. I mean, that that's not right. I you mean, said we, it was National Pan. I didn't I know, want to trigger you. But we can, you know, we can pat them down. We can no. pat the waffles down and pretend they're pancakes. <laughs> no, no, I know you're a purist. Cut them you in half and flip them over. You're a purist, and we know that. And I didn't want you to be triggered going, it's well, waffles. Well, thank you it's very much. I, pre- I appreciate your So you're saying you'd that. rather have waffles I mean, if in lieu of, in the post of nothing? Yeah. Okay, okay. 
Well, now we know. So next time we I mean, well, it's the, it's the second time around this year. May twenty seventh was the other one, or May seventeenth. Oh, um, there's that. I'm not sure yeah. how official all these days are. You know, there's I, one I'm, I'm finding this. Mm-hmm. There's one international. Actually, one it says national, national right? Day of Pancakes. It's uh, both days. Oh, wait a minute! National Day of Pancakes or oh. National Pancake national Day? Pancake Day. Because I mean, maybe that's mm-hmm. their their technicality. Because there. because today is also National Johnny Appleseed Day and National Dumpling Day. But two <laughs> weeks ago was National Apple Dumpling Day. Well, what kind of dumpling? Apple dumplings today? It was, or, it was just all dumplings. dumplings in general. It's a today. generic dumpling. So another food item. Yeah, and lots yeah, of we have a lot a, of food items. We have a chef here that hasn't mm-hmm. brought in food. I don't understand. So this. let me explain. A couple, couple weeks ago, it was National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then like two weeks before that, it was National Cheese Pizza Day. Right. And I'm going... So what's wrong with that? Okay, so you do every topping? It's a way to celebrate. So tomorrow's next, uh, you know, olives on top Black of your pizza olives. day? Okay. I mean, the time, I'm just saying, can't you just combine them in one day? Why? Let me ask you, Chef Patrick, what is the IHOP doing today? Do you know? Have you investigated? So IHOPs, they officially celebrate in May. So they are doing right. nothing. There's no special And today. that's National Pancake Day as well. For Correct. Okay. That's actually you, International, International Pancake Day as okay, well. Okay, that's why I'm asking. Is no, that see, International Pancake Day? It's listed as both. But I believe that that was actually started by IHOP as a big push. So. <clears throat> So you're telling of me some of these days may actually just be for marketing purposes? Yeah, look, I'm December sure they Dece- all are. December fifteenth. I thought we had like some governing <laughs> body. I, I'm willing to be part of that governing that, body, but no, we do not. You got like the, the down in the basement of the uh, office of weights and measures or yes. something in D.C. You so got that's three where guys the going, International House of Pancakes. That's the regulatory committee that's for the exactly the food holidays. So they're sitting down there and they're like, I don't know. We're up to September 26th. Damn it! What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> there are a few. You know, there actually are a few days when you look at the calendar of what the national days are. There are a few days that only have like one thing. Very few, though. And they're adding stuff all the yes, time. All the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they add stuff all the time. But I love the idea that it's in the basement of the weights and measures. <laughs> what do you got? I don't know. We got to fit dumplings in sometime. We already had apple dumplings. Just, we need generic dumplings. This, is guy this covers all Don't forget the chicken and dumplings. It's a catch-all. This is the guy that walked in there. He works in the basement. All right. Let's get to our topics here. Headline, Taco Bell voted best Mexican restaurant in the country. That was again. Okay, again, again. I'm thoroughly disappointed to be honest but i mean this is this is one of the only national ones yeah right i mean that's why yeah i think if they want to say okay what is the the what is voted the number one national chain of mexican restaurants i think that would be fair my bigger and it's still better than i mean it's safer than chipotle yeah, even, even though they made their again. changes, they had another one. Yeah, this again, is number four, right? Four or five. Are I mean, we just yeah. not hearing about the other ones? There's got to be I McDonald's's so. and stuff going through these things. Well, well there wasn't, but they shut. I'm sorry, but they, no, they did have. shut down a McDonald's mm-hmm. in New Jersey or New York not long ago. Yep. I mean, actually shut it down. I actually kind of feel bad for Chipotle on this one. I'm like, yeah, I mean, they started out with such a great food and great business model. They started in Denver, like twenty something years ago. Then McDonald's bought them out for a while before and, they sold and, off. And then, they, well, they bought them back, I believe. Is that what? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the guy who started, I remember interviewing him like fifteen, whatever, twenty years ago. He had yeah he before they had, sold, right before mm-hmm. they sold to McDonald's or whatever. Great guy, gave a lot of charity. He was a chef. Yeah, I went to the original yeah. place up in Denver several times mm-hmm. when I was in culinary school. So um, okay, so you have uh, talk, my bigger problem with it is uh, that it's voted best Mexican restaurant. Is it Mexican? Uh, yeah. I, it's debatable. I mean, the ingredients are of Mexican origin. It's <laughs> a Taco Bell. It's difficult to fit. It's, that's uh, kind of hard to fit on this. Does it identify? Does it identify? Does it identify with uh, being Mexican a Mexican restaurant? Absolutely, okay. it does. There you go. All right. Uh, Spanish hotels remove mini bars <laughs> after most British tourists refill them with pee. Oh wow! Yeah, that's really funny. Fortunately, I have to say, fortunately, they have not. 
uh, they've caught every bottle before it's been served to another guest, right? So they're scrutin- you know, scrutinizing the mini bars. Right. But I have to say, this is kind of a fail on the Spanish government because they mandated that every hotel has to have a mini bar in resort areas, and they just recently changed that. I hate the mini bars. I used to love them until I actually had to start paying for them. Yeah, right. when I had to pay yeah. for them. Yeah. Oh, no. If I right. didn't have to pay for them, they're fantastic. There are fantastic. Very, few, very few hotels, unless it's a really, really high-end I mean, if I don't have to pay for the $17 bag of M&M's, and I mean <laughs> oh, fun-size no, bag They're only like nine ninety five for the fun-size, yeah. It's yeah. so crazy. But, no, the problem is it's in there. And the ones that just say, do you want a key? And you say, no, you're fine. But some of the other ones where you got the tray set out yeah, there. Or, they, or, or uh, some of them have the deal where, where uh, their uh, dresser opens, you know, and the drawer mm-hmm. slides right. out. To the dr- but, I mean, if I bump that nice. thing, then you're scrutinizing. How do I know that you've actually got an accurate account? And that just there's a lot of pressure. I feel like they're going to charge me for something. Well... Hmm. Okay, cheapo. I be, no, I'm serious. I'm being cheap. Yeah, I'm is, serious. Is that guilt from uh, from deeds of the past? No, I'm just saying. Sometimes, you know, in the middle of the night, if something goes missing, and they're going to charge me for it, you know. What you do is, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know not, how that I'm rapper not, got I'm not there. Saying, I'm not saying that oh, I condone no. anything like oh, this. No. But what? You, what? It's a possibility <laughs> that you could say when you're, you know, running places during the day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You accidentally walk in the wrong room. Oh, you're right. and uh, you see how they're cleaning it. <laughs> okay, they're cleaning as they're cleaning down the hall. And you say, "Oh, hey, wait a minute, in. I got to hey, grab something." Okay, and uh, walk in, sit down, and oh, this isn't in my room. Oh, shoot! But you're you've already deep pocketed <clears throat> things from the. So when Chris Christie goes to to hotels. Do you think he pours uh, smaller mini bars into larger mini bars? I think, think he's he does a, that I think he's a bring your own bottle guy. Oh, yeah, okay, very good. Absolutely, he is. Yeah, I'd feel really bad if they don't catch everyone. I don't of those do bottles. anything, Minnie. Well, you, you're the one that opens it, up. That, it's funny uh, as funny as that story. That is pretty bad. That's pretty bad. You open it up and you're like, oh, this tastes like, <laughs> like piss water. Is what this is. Yeah. It smells mm. smells a little salty. Horrible. Not Oof, good. That would not be good. All right, headline. Uh, this one coming to us from NPR. Chick Fil A pecks its way into the meal game meal kit game. Yeah, if you're in the Atlanta area, I what believe are the meal in, kits? First of all, well, so they have they have um, basically it's stuff that they already make. They have uh, the. No, I mean, what are meal kits in general? I'll say meal kit. So, uh, uh, Fresh Direct. Uh, who yeah. are who are the ones? Uh, the Blue Apron is Blue that Apron is, yeah, they're based here in Dallas. And they send you Kroger has started doing that now. Yeah, so, the, started, so you could go in and buy those. exactly, and, and it's partially meals. prepped meals. Yeah, so they yeah. they send you the okay. prepped ingredients, but you uh, basically finish the preparation and cook. Martha Stewart has actually got a big one going she, it really, too, yeah, as well. Actually, yeah. she bought somebody. Uh, she joined up with somebody else and bought yeah, theirs. I mean, I heard um, her doing her ads for but, those. Yeah, yeah she's, they, she's gotten really big, and I don't think anybody's turning a profit right now. So Chick-fil-A is getting in the game, though? Yeah, so what happened Interesting. is that one of the problems with, the, with the, the meal kit industry is that it's very labor-intensive, and they all have uh, such a, a varied menu that you, there's no economy of scale. People order whatever they want. It's hard to retain the, the guests. They already sell this stuff. <laughs> They're just getting it in a different form. Right. It's prepackaged when it gets there, and it just and they have a very limited selection. So they're trying this as a that it's may a trial actually market. work that for them now work. that yeah. you lay yeah. that out. Mm-hmm. You're right, and they are getting the stuff uh, quite often already mm-hmm. prepped for restaurants, yeah. right? Yeah. So so meal kits started a long time ago. We started. I had a company in in uh, in Houston in 2000, 2000 We opened. And then um, it was or 2001. It was called BringDinnerHome.com, and we said we chop, chop, and drop, and then you just cook and clean up. How'd that work out for you? I'm here. <laughs> look look so up sure, the website. The domain is no domain is available. The, the domain is available. So uh, meal kits are difficult mm-hmm. to turn a profit, right? But they're getting into it. Yeah. Well, so, some of the companies, you know, some of the companies are uh, uh, like um, 
Blue Apron mm-hmm. would say, like, you can you order meals, but they just send you what they want, right? You can pick what you want, but you can't yes. double up. Yeah. You can't, like, every... That was the thing, the, the issue that I had, I think, if I remember right, where you can't... I could, if I like their pork chops, mm-hmm. I couldn't next week order pork chops. Yeah, yeah, it's a rotating menu. You yes. don't necessarily get to select when you get that item. Because oh. mm-hmm. I saw another headline. People like meal kits, but their business model is unsustainable. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you got Chick-fil-A, one exactly. headline. They're doing this and it says unsustainable. Well, Blue Apron's been around for a long, long time. time. And they, they have not had a be... single profitable quarter. Wow. Not one. Um, so amazing. some of the grocery stores are getting into doing that themselves. Right. Walmart has started branding their own meal kits. Um, I, you know, it's a way for them to reduce waste out of their uh, other departments, though. Right? They're assembling their own meal kits within the store from stuff that they might ever uh, otherwise lose to right. spoilage or shrinkage. So to start this as a business unto itself may be unsustainable, mm-hmm. but there may be an angle in there for somebody else, mm-hmm. like you said, where you get added value, like a Chick-fil-A where the stuff's already yeah. assembled coming to them. It's already limited. Or number two, you're uh, eliminating waste from certain, you know. Yeah. Well, so you already own the product. You're just repackaging it right. in a different format so they that can kind cook of it themselves. Yeah. You get, uh, and you make more. Actually, whatever you it, sell, you make more money. It becomes from value those, added yes, at that sure, point. Sure sure okay, that does, that does make sense. Now, I've seen in uh, Walmart, they have more and more of these um, packaged like salad type People stuff. People want mm-hmm. it. They love it. Mm-hmm. Where you got a packaged stir fry. I just Absolutely, noticed that Kroger yeah. had a bunch of those uh, a couple days ago. And that's repackaged. Yep stuff from the produce department right that's where you make your money they don't necessarily do that there but the big pro the bigger company like the the big produce companies are taking all that scrap or stuff they have left over that's part of a batch and that's how they started to repurpose that that's how they the broccoli slaw you know they make that from the stem the the part of the broccoli you don't Uh, eat they were throwing that out yeah Yeah. and jeffy knows about the produce i do well what one of the things we made a lot of money uh in the produce department by cutting up melons and apples and selling them separately in repackaging them so that you you know if it's 99 cents for uh, a cantaloupe right you cut it in half and make a little make a little star on it it's 89 cents or 99 cents per half right Are Mm -hmm. are you just chop it up into bits and wrap it up for a quick snack. You're already made your money. That's one of that's two forty nine now. That's one of my favorite, um, really obvious restaurant upsells like that is the wedge salad. <laughs> so what you have here is I'm gonna bring you a salad that I didn't cut up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you lettuce that I didn't cut. I'm just going to drizzle the stuff on it, and you're going to get a wedge. Look at that. It's a wedge. And, Listen, and by the way, it's only, it's only a quarter of a head. What's a head of lettuce? A right. buck? Right? Yeah, it's about that. Something like that? Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to charge you $9 for this for a quarter of it, yeah. for something that literally costs us a quarter. <laughs> and all we had to do was make two cuts. <laughs> the dressing costs more. Packaging, put on you can mark down. So you don't, you don't necessarily have to have any markdown racks anymore. You can use you can just th- you, what's trash you throw away. Yep. You know, like when we dairy departments, you'd cut off the mold of the cheese. The old people come in and buy the block of cheese mm-hmm. that you cut the mold of. Yeah, at a discount. But mm-hmm. you're, you're making something back for what yeah, you're Yeah, then you have stores like Central Market that are really good at doing demos with product that's about to expire oh that's they do a really good job all right let me get a quick break in we'll come back with more uh, chef patrick moser including some of the strangest flavored foods that you can't imagine tasting it's all coming up next on the morning blaze the morning blaze with doc thompson the blaze radio network
most culturally diverse morning show on the radio. Hosted by a white guy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, uh, Chef Patrick Mosier is in studio with us. If you want to uh, find out more about him, go to foodbizpro.com. That's foodbizpro.com or spoonie.com. Uh, spoonie.com or foodbizpro.com. On Twitter, it's at foodbizpro or spoonie radio at spoonie radio. Got that right? Yes. Yeah, Nin- like 19 strangest flavor foods that you can't imagine tasting or you might barf. I'm not sure why somebody felt they needed to combine these two, but uh, okay. I, don't know. I need to say, uh, you know, congratulations to Japan for getting getting some of the weirdest food ever imagined on the market. Tomato and carrot flavored ice cream; those are separate. Japan, yep. And these Ooh. are Haagen Dazs. Right? These are Haagen Dazs flavors. Now, I could actually, I could actually understand the tomato because I've had. Um, like tomato sorbet or basil sorbets, things like that. But that's even, a, even carrots, very sugar-based, though. It yeah. could be, yeah. I'd eat those. Yeah, I mean, then carrot cake or whatever. I would, it wouldn't be my go-to, but it's... Not a, Mountain Dew <laughs> Cheetos. Mountain Dew Cheetos. Again, cream. Japan, thank you. Mountain Dew Cheetos, Jeffy, Ooh, yes or no? Probably. I think you could do that. That's doable, uh, you, you know, you have the lemon-lime bite of the, doable. Uh, yeah. of the Mountain Dew. Well, yeah. a lot of people will eat a mouthful of Cheetos and you know swig down some Mountain Dew to wash it yeah. right there. This way it stays crunchy. But the, so think of the texture of Cheetos. In America, we don't do sweet uh, we don't. things with that texture. Mm-hmm. It's all savory. Mm-hmm. But I've had Patrick try. Uh, in Korea, they have a banana-flavored Cheeto. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And they're actually, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. if you don't like banana flavor, you're not going to like it. But they're pretty good sweet. It's odd. Uh, the Chocodilla. Yeah, that's, basi- that's basically a quesadilla that's uh, got chocolate inside. Uh, yeah. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have it. With, they, ha- they don't have it with brisket, right? It's not chocolate. No, no, brisket. it's just, it's just, cho- it's chocolate, okay, inside. just chocolate inside. I think it has uh, some other sort of like hazelnut or something. I mean, yeah, who has it's all it? legit? I mean, who has it rolled? <laughs> it's actually, it's actually melted baby Ruth. I'm sorry, these are in the Spanish taco bowls. Oh, yeah. okay. That it's even that actually better. works. Yes, it sounds good does. to me. Mojito Pepsi. That I mean, it's uh, lime. Maybe. This is the Danes yeah, have this. It's, the Danish. It's lime Pepsi, basically Pepsi okay. lime. Okay, these don't sound bad at all. No, they don't. We're getting better. Haggis and cracked black pepper chips. Oh, now we're getting something. Leave it to the Scots to take it to a whole nother level. Now we're getting Does somewhere. haggis really have a flavor? Like something that you can identify uh, it's, like it, that? It's kind of earthy. It can be because it's, you know, it's inside of the sheep's intestine, inside right. of the stomach. So kind of like tripe, it has that uh, earthy smell and flavor to it. Yeah, I'm not eating that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jeffy. Lay's in India has mint. Yeah, maybe. Mischief potato chips. Mint mischief. What's mm. the gust? Well, what else are you going to have with your lamb, right? Mint wow. Mischief. Mint, mint mischief. That seems, uh, that's not good. Uh, spaghetti popsicles. Again, Japan. Thank you. Oh. Uh, spaghetti popsicles. Wow, I really want to know about these now. <laughs> Is it just the flavor, or uh, and it's made of ice, or is there actually I, I, like I'm not. It's I think it's 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 it dinner and look, oh, no. it's dinner and dessert all in one. Maybe Ooh, that's, that's the point. I'd try it, but that's uh, just because I'm curious. That's interesting. Uh, green tea Oreos. Mm, those gotta, are gotta in, China. Those in China. Yeah, that's a. I don't love the green tea flavor in sweet stuff. It's okay. My wife loves it. Crazy. I mean, again, she's Asian. I mean, so they're Oreos. You put a little milk on it, you're good. Yeah. Not horrible. Okay. A Kit now the Kit Kats over in Japan they have just bizarre flavors. They, they have, have entire a bunch. Kit- they have a bunch of flavors. Yeah, they have Kit Kat stores, stores mm-hmm. dedicated to just Kit Kats with weird flavors like green tea. How about grilled corn <laughs> Kit Kat right there? Ooh. Well, they have a fascination with corn to begin with. Even like twenty, almost twenty-five years ago, when I was in Japan, uh, living there full time, they they had 
corn potage, this corn, cream of corn soup was in every menu, even McDonald's. Is it good? Corn soup. It was good, That actually. doesn't sound bad. I mean, I could, that's like corn chowder. Ro- yeah, it's like yeah. A, yeah, it's like a Ooh, roasted corn chowder. I love good corn potage chowder. Potage is just the French word for cream-based soup. Hmm. Oh, so so you're, just, you're just talking down to us is what you're doing. But okay, I'm not it. sure how that goes instead of a oh, Kit Kat. Bougie, right? <laughs> Grilled corn Kit Kat. Uh, also from Japan, wasabi donuts. Oh, Available no, no, at you. Dunkin' Donuts no, near you, you in Japan. Okay, how about this? Uh, by the way, wasabi uh, cheese donuts. No, I'm not doing any of the wasabi stuff. That's, that actually sounds no, high to me. No, that wasabi. I do that that's one. some bougie sauce, man. That stuff. That's nasty. <laughs> you're you not know. a big. You're not a big wasabi fan. Oh no, that was not, it's basically it's just horseradish. Yeah, no, I know what it is. Nasty is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Cheetos in um, Japan. Av- the avocado salad Cheetos. Avocado salad. Do you like the avocados? Sometimes. I think it was Glenn Sometimes. and Pat both said they hate avocados. Yeah. No, I can't remember it, if Stu was in on that conversation. I don't, I don't think know. He does. I don't know. I think is he pro avocado? I think he is. It's got it. Well, I would think so since he's pretty vegetarian, yeah. at least non, non-meat. Right? I'm pro avocado. Yeah. I'm pro I like avocado. But yeah. I pretty much everything i mean they're not right. you know my top 10 favorite foods but i like the avocados okay pepsi from russia cappuccino pepsi when you can't decide what you don't which which one you want well, you get a jolt of both i could see that yeah it I says max it. taste no sugar that's a failure wait what <laughs> yeah why says, else would you have it I don't know. didn't we have that wasn't that called jolt Yes, we did have a jolt. Yeah. Remember jolt? Jolt. That would have been about high school for that us. That was like that was like Coca Cola with, that was right uh, after with you two of the no dose tablets yeah, that was, shaking up. Right, yeah, that was the, the you know that was the first run of the energy drinks. Five hundred. It was. Like it's, I think it said all of the of sugar caffeine. and twice the caffeine yeah. was there. Nice. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Doritos in Turkey. Yeah, yogurt and mint. Yogurt and mint. Ooh. They would have been better off with turkey Doritos. <laughs> In Turkey. No, but it's it. <laughs> I know, but what, what sounds better, yogurt and mint or turkey Doritos? Turkey. That's what I'm saying. So, And you got a corn base. Turkey and fowl go well. I mean, uh, uh, corn and fowl go well together. Yogurt and mint Doritos. Probably a fail. I'd try it. That's I don't pro- see that coming It's kind of like our version of the sour cream jive. Yeah. Prawn cocktail Pringles in the UK. Okay, so have you ever had prawn chips? No. When you go to a, a, a Thai restaurant, we don't do it oh, here in the I United know, States yeah. a lot. There are li- these little tiny hard discs that they get. They're like a I wafer, yes. like a communion yes. wafer. Yes. But when they fry them, they puff up and they curl a little bit. That's basically so a prawn chip. <laughs> but I think that's maybe a take on that. I don't know. Okay. A flavor of like a slushy at like a like a 7-Eleven in Italy is called a Pizza Getty slushy. Ooh, pizza mm. flavor. No? I don't think I can do that. That's it, that seems like it would be a fail to me. Yeah. And then um, this would be in Pakistan, lemon pepper tang. Mm. Oh, the drink. Oh, the, like the, yeah, the one the astronauts yeah, no, had. Yeah, yeah, tang. Oh, lemon okay. Pepper I was a little confused. Little you know, maybe I just get a break in here now. <laughs> All right, does Chef Patrick Mosier follow him on Twitter? It's at Food Biz Pro or at Spoonie Radio. Either one. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.
the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, real quick, before uh, Chef Patrick uh, takes off, um, Jeffy just mentioned something that I want to have him address. So Dunkin' Donuts is thinking of rebranding? Yeah, uh, they've already decided that it's going to be uh, Dunkin'. Hmm. It's going to be Dunkin'. It's going to be, uh, they're just dropping the donuts, which um, kind of makes sense. Not from the store, they're just dropping it for the name. Correct. Okay. The, and and rebranding. And, and who knows, maybe they, you know, look, they their uh, their stores we we are... You know, you see them up against a Starbucks. Like, there's right. one close. I pass a I pass a, a Dunkin' Donuts and a Starbucks that are in the same parking lot on the way uh, to the studios. And while I would go, I would pick if I pull in, I would go to Dunkin' instead of Starbucks for mm-hmm. coffee and snacks. But it does seem like they need a refurbishing a little bit. You know, brighten it up a little Ref- bit. Yeah, refresh it a little bit. And- yeah. Okay, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, they do a fine job. Their coffee is very solid. Their donuts are good, too. I prefer Krispy Kreme over Dunkin', but they what? do a fine job. What What do you think of Shipley's? Krispy Shipley's is good. Not even close to Dunkin' or or or, or, or Krispy Kreme, but Krispy Kreme is way below Oh, just Dunkin stop. Donuts. Stop it right there. You have, you have no, no idea, idea what, what you're talking about. No, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking sorry. about. Okay, can we agree that... Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. About this. You, you don't know. get this. I may have to... I may have to... You don't get this. Visually. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> can we all agree that Tim Hortons is worse than all of them, though? I agree. Yeah. Okay, good. Friggin' Canucks. What do they know? <laughs> Let's just all beat up on them. You know. I will Leave say, my family mo- out of this, man. Moving to Dallas, uh, DFW, there are a number of strip malls with just a corner Donuts. donuts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't even think they have a name. You just say donuts. donuts. And you go in there and you get donuts. It's yeah. every strip mall. It looks and the same. And most of them are eh. There's a couple of shops. There's one in uh, Fort Worth just uh, that makes great donuts. If you're somebody that uh, you're listening to us talk about this and you're like, that's right about those Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, you're getting the. You, you may have a problem like we do. And I say this because uh, you're probably going to want to log on to RidUZone.com and check it out there. RidUZone.com. Now you got to bring me down. RidUZone.com. That's where you can uh, buy some RidUZone. RidUZone is an awesome weight loss product. It's not a drug. It's nothing like that. It's based on something called OEA that's found in your body anyways in the uh, Mediterranean diet. And they found out that in concentrated amounts, this OEA promotes weight loss because it does two things. First of all, it boosts your metabolism, so you're burning more. And second of all, it makes you feel fuller. So you get the one-two punch there. You're feeling fuller, so you're naturally going to consume less. When you sit, actually sit down to eat and then snacking between meals, you're just going to feel fuller, so you're not going to eat as much. So you're lower calories, better choices, and then, boom, metabolism boost. The one-two punch, the pounds are going to melt off. RidUZone.com. Sign up today at RidUZone.com. Remember, we're heading into the fall here. Get a jump on all of the fall weight gain that you're likely going to experience average of eight pounds at christmas wow. per human mm-hmm. eight pounds in the united states mm-hmm. Why is he still here? i know sorry let's just wrap it up <laughs> riduzone.com go to riduzone.com in order today join us now jacko and leif authors of the dichotomy of leadership balancing the challenges of extreme ownership to lead and win hey guys how are you hey doc how are you guys doing this morning doing, doing great well. So tell me the basic, this is a, a follow-up to your other book, Extreme Ownership, is that right? Yes, it is a follow-up to that book, Extreme Ownership. So explain the, the base of extreme ownership, first of all. Okay, well, the, the fundamental concept of extreme ownership was the fact that as a leader, 
You can't make excuses. You can't blame anyone else or anything else. You've got to take ownership of the problems that, that you face. You've got to figure out what the solutions are to get those problems solved, and then you've got to implement those solutions. So that, that was the basis of that first book. And then we went into some more detail about the, the laws of combat that we used overseas to win on the battlefield, and we explained how those can be transferred into the business world and really into your life as well. Wow. So it sounds so simple, but most of us, most people listening are going, yep, leaders that don't lead. Yep. I'm serious. <laughs> yes. Everybody in the office like that son of a biscuit eater, Pete, got promoted and he is a goof. He won't lead. He's blaming other people. That's really common. It sure is. Well, that's promoting to the uh, level of incompetence, right? And then you end up, they end up being in that level forever. Why do you guys think that, that leaders don't lead? Do they not know how or do they not want to? Well, I, I think that in that particular case, when it comes to taking ownership of things, it's usually because their ego, because it hurts to take blame for stuff. And it's, it's a lot easier on your ego just to say, oh, it wasn't my fault. It was that guy's fault over there. So people don't take ownership and then the problems never get solved. Pa- Chef Patrick and I talk all the time about ego over profit, right? Pride. pride over pride over profit is, I think, one of the one of the biggest detriments to business in the United States. It's obvious almost everywhere I go. You can't let yourself do the right thing, and you end up hurting your business. We see it as well. It, it's a major issue, and it, it's if we see problems in teams, there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance that uh, there's there's ego involved, and that's what's so difficult. It's easy to point out the flaws in everybody else, uh, but really, you, you got to take a look at yourself. And, uh, and that's, that's where, where it really happens. So if you check your ego, you have that brutally honest assessment of yourself, then you can figure out a way to get better. But the reason we actually wrote the second book, Dichotomy of Leadership, is because this is, this is also a major problem that we see, even with great leaders that are really striving to do better, is trying to find balance between these, these two opposing forces. The, the two uh, forces of, of when to lead and when to follow? How much like, rope to give people? How much freedom? Exactly, and and it's great to be, step up and be a leader. Uh, leaders have to be decisive, obviously, and yet you also have to have to follow as well. You have to be able to if some if some junior person on the team comes up with a great idea, you actually have to say, "Awesome, let's run with that. Let's give that a shot. Why don't you lead that? I'll follow." And, and a good leader is going to be able to do that, so that because it's, it's about wow. the team, it's not about uh, it's not about them. This is that's really important. I have I have struggled with that over the years. I'm not uh, somebody as a manager who likes to crack the whip and scream, and it's not what I do. I, I want to help people, you know, be in good positions and win and succeed. Um, and then probably I've given people too much freedom. And how do I know when to say, okay, wait a minute, you're doing this wrong? That's that's a real struggle. Yeah, and that's not the only dichotomy. I mean, the book is filled with different dichotomies, and there's really endless number of dichotomies that you have to try and balance as a leader. You know, we just talked about one of being too aggressive, and, and someone can beat down their, their employees to where they just, they're broken. Or you get someone that just doesn't, doesn't give them any, any encouragement or any direction at all, so they're not getting enough guidance. You know, you can be too close to your people, where you, you, you care about them so much that you won't make any hard decisions that might affect them in any kind of negative way, but then that hurts your business. And at the same side, at the other side of the spectrum is you get someone who just is totally detached from his people and doesn't know him at all, and now he doesn't know what motivates him and drives him, and so now they don't really want to follow him. So there's all kinds of dichotomies. It's not just one or two. It's basically basically every characteristic that you can have as a leader. If you take it too far in one direction or take it to an extreme, it can become a negative. So how did you guys get started? I mean, obviously you guys, you, did you serve together? Well, yeah, we served together. We were both in the SEAL teams. We served together at SEAL Team 3. We deployed 
in 2006 to Iraq. We, we fought together in the Battle of Ramadi in 2006. And when we came back, uh, Leif took over the training for the junior officers coming out of our basic SEAL pipeline. And I took over the training for the West Coast SEAL teams getting ready to deploy to Iraq and Afghanistan. So we, we, we kind of came up with these principles as we were doing that. And then once we got out of the military, we started working with companies, and that really took off. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, consulting business can be um, can be really uh, rewarding from a lot of standpoints, especially financially rewarding. We've been very blessed, no, no doubt. Uh, and I, and I think <laughs> the reason is become is because we delivered impact, and we're talking about all the mistakes that we made. You know, I think think unfortunately, uh, there's people that hold. Uh, their whole SEALs and special operators and, and, and the military in general in high regard, which is great. Uh, but oftentimes, uh, some of the people that portray themselves are, are you're talking about uh, SEALs as if they're superhuman or special operators as if they're some kind of uh, you know, superheroes that never make mistakes. And, and, of course, we made all kinds of mistakes. Uh, and that's what our first book was about, Extreme Ownership, about those mistakes and what we learned from them. And that's really what this book is about as well. It's filled with all the mistakes we made when we realized we got too far out of balance uh, in, in, in certain areas, and, uh, and it's a difficult one for, for leaders to wrestle with. What is the uh, number one quality of an effective leader? What, what is, if, if you have one thing to take away, you said that's what you need to have and be as a leader, what, do you, what, do you, what is it? It's what we've already talked about. It's, it's keeping your ego in check. The number one quality is humility, first and foremost. And the reason is because when you're not humble, you can't listen to anybody, because you, you know everything, why would you listen to anyone else? You can't, you can't learn from other people. You can't educate yourself about new methods or new technologies that are emerging. You start getting complacent. You, you stop respecting your enemy or your competition. And, and worst of all, you can't take that brutally honest assessment in the mirror to look at yourself, to look at your team, to look at your strategy, uh, and say, where are we failing? Where are we coming up short? Where are we weak? Uh, and, and, and take those steps to make improvement. So do you guys still do you guys um, um, make appearances? Do you uh, are you, people uh, have you come in and speak to them aside from the consultancy? Well, that's part of our consultancy is going in and speaking okay. to groups, and and then usually that expands into us doing more work with a with a certain company. Um, so where do you go from here? What's the future? Well, the future is we're continuing to grow this business. We actually have more instructors, guys that we work with in the SEAL teams and in other military units that we serve with overseas that we fought alongside. They're coming on board, and we're continuing to propagate these principles so that other leaders across the world can use them to make their business and their life better. I, I think that's that's um, a great, you know bringing in former team members or. Uh, people that have followed the same path is key. I think a lot of people don't do that. You're always looking to train someone from scratch and having that base to draw from, I mean, and growing the organization organically like that, I, brilliant, brilliant. I love it. It's awesome to work with guys that, that, that we love to work with and, and serve with very closely. Uh, and what's cool with us, what's cool for us about this is it's, it, it's impacting people on, on a, a level kind of far beyond what we've even seen, not just in the business world, but certainly in their lives. You guys were just talking a lot about donuts, and uh, that's something that, you know, Jocko talks about, discipline equals freedom. Uh, what he would call, what you call donuts, he calls sugar-coated lies. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. So where do you guys fall in the great uh, Krispy Kreme versus Duncan debate? I, I can't, I've never been to one of those stores, and I won't ever go to one. you got to be kidding me. 
Wow, it, it sounds. I, I know how you feel. Sounds like <laughs> Man, I, I'll tell you what. That's, I was just fighting, you know, for Duncan just for the heck of it. But right, I know just for radio Man, stick, you, you know. In real life, you can't get me in. Guys, uh, the book sounds awesome. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's going to do a lot of good, and I'm sure it's something that's going to do a lot of good for uh, some of the people I work with as well, because I think uh, you got a lot of really good points in here that are missing from people I work with all the time. It's called the Dichotomy of Leadership. Where can people find it? Do you have a website specifically for you guys and the book? You can get it anywhere books are sold. Okay. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, any, anywhere books are sold. All right. We'll go ahead and post it on social media so people can remember it and check it out. All right? Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Really appreciate it. It's Jocko and Leif, authors of The Dichotomy of Leadership, Balancing the Challenges of Extreme Ownership to Lead and Win. And this is the follow-up to Extreme Ownership. I think, I mean... That sounds like a the really simple point about humility and then a leader who mm-hmm. lets their ego get in the way or whatever. Absolutely. But it is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, how I many people do you day. work with when you see that? I mean, yeah, you see it in the... Maybe it's just our industries because broadcasting well, and, and... That's what got us in this business anyway, right? Is, is right, and, and we got to distinguish too. We, everybody, has to have a certain amount of ego because that's it kind of crosses into drive, right? Mm-hmm. right? You got goals and you feel good about yourself and confidence, and that's all kind of overlapped, and that's we, fine. We all, we all have to have some sort of ego. We're talking into, originally, we were talking into a microphone by ourselves. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, having a little bit of ego is good. You're listening and not, to yourself by yourself. Right. You got to love your yourself for that. Yeah. So, I mean... A little bit of that's good if you're using it to build your confidence and um, to uh, drive yourself to get, I'm going to go out there and work and whatever, and I can do this. And co- That's great. That's wonderful. But it easily crosses into, you're just a nut, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> you see those people. But why is everybody looking at me, man? Yes. Just I mean, saying, hey. you know, it's right there. So, all right. No, I think it's brilliant bringing other SEALs, though. It's people that already have the same core beliefs and, and drive and work ethic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, building your empire that way. Awesome. In a, in a positive right, way. Right, right. In a positive way, yes, absolutely. <laughs> he, he, he felt kind of bad. He was siding with Krispy Kreme. No, that's not but what he said at all. It is. He was just trying to go easy on <laughs> he you. He said they were, they were <laughs> sugar-covered sugar, lies. Sugar lies. <laughs> They're both from down south. They're going to be in for Krispy Kreme. I disagree. And I like I don't know, I don't know where they're from. <laughs> I think they're both really healthy and just don't do donuts. They're uh, both they, in the Carolina. They yeah. are, I know. They're they're just you have to eat donuts. They're gonna lie. Shut up. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to say. Shut up. They're sugar covered lies that love me. Yeah, thank you. They do <laughs> love me. I, I want to hear the lies. Shut <laughs> up. Red pill or blue pill, Neo. Uh, I'll have the strawberry pill. I believe the Houston Police Department calls them uh, power rings. Oh, power, power rings. Oh, <laughs> see, I was told that one time. Hey, all right. We'll uh, we get a quick break in back with more in a minute on the Morning Blaze. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. You don't like it? All right, we're having another debate off the air here. Real quick, Stinky said, good marketing move to go with Duncan instead of Duncan sugar-coated lies. (laughs) That is is a better way to market than the sugar-coated lies. I think I'd I'd test market one place. 
Duncan's sugar-covered lies. In today's world, uh, it may work. Sugar-covered or sugar-coated? I think sugar-coated. Sugar-coated makes it sound like it's sticking and it's all the way around. Covered sounds like a dusting. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. Sugar-coated lies. Yes. I'm a big fan. Actually, we should open one. Oh, hey, look what we have here. The chef that wouldn't leave? You know how to make donuts, right? I do. Oh, my gosh. Go make some. Deuce 5 says, I can't go <laughs> along with that Jeffy MRA when it comes to Dunkin' Donuts. They have better coffee, but Shipley's Donuts are far superior to Dunkin'. No, they are not. Shipley's are better. No, they are, Dunkin', no, they are not. They better are. Than, oh my. They're not as good as Krispy Kreme, but still. I, where does Daylight Donuts fall on this? That's a, that's a national one as well. I'm sorry. Shipley's is not as good. I'll, I'll, even, I'll even give you Krispy Kreme above Shipley's. Really? It's but been a long time. Krispy Kreme's got I like Krispy Kreme, you know, if they're hot. Out, okay, hot no, you failed hours. right there. No, everyone says yeah. that, but there's nothing. The glaze doesn't stick when they're so hot. That's that's no, a whole they're marketing cold, they're thing. As, no, they're not as good. you got to microwave please, them then. They're not please, as good as they no. are fresh. No. And to be as, they're not even close to being as good as Dunkin' overall. All right, and what, what, you have yet to rule on this, Chef Patrick. I'm a Dunkin' fan. I'm a, I'm a guy from the Northeast. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, Dunkin'. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm actually on the guy I'm actually, for months, and now suddenly he's the expert to you. You're giving him that. He's he is an expert. He's a homer. He's from he the northeast. If you've been he, up there, there's a Dunkin' Donuts at every street corner. Food. He's, I want to say last time you told me I was. What did I used a uh, Kim Jong Un's uh, Taylor? Didn't you say that <laughs> with my new chef right here? <laughs> is chef possible? Hey, hey, that, that does uh, my sound apologies. like something chef, I said. Chef works. My apologies. It was actually uh, pull, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It does sound Ouch. like something I would say. <laughs> Take a picture of Chef Patrick. He's got the Kim Jong Un coat on. Oh my gosh, you're right. There it is. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and tweet this out so people can see him. I mean, uh, uh, at least he didn't probably, call it the Hillary. I guess you know what? Really I mean, you were much well. nicer to me when I used to bring food, so I just need to cook every week. That's all. I, I, but he doesn't take away from his expertise as uh, a, a food no. professional. <laughs> no, but be honest here. This is about you being a homer. You you know what you know. You grew up with Dunkin' Donuts, right? I mean, that's. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Shipley's, to be honest with you. I'm not either. Um, first time I came to Texas was 1988, and they brought me to Shipley's Donuts. So I was like, huh, it's almost like Duncan. Right. <laughs> almost. Okay, well, let me ask you, what type of donuts are your go-to? Because that's going to play into this as well. Like I said, the, the thing that everybody freaks out about with uh, the hot donuts at, um, at Krispy Kreme, mm-hmm. I'm like, the glaze doesn't stick. If I could get that warm gooiness inside, but actually have the glaze stick, now you got a winner there. But I don't, I don't go for those. I go for the other. I go for like the fried cakes. I go for the fried donuts. What? what? I, I'm more like the classic cake type, old-fashioned type. Or from Ohio. What? This what do you like? Tell, well, give it to me. What do you no, like? We're done. We're what done. What is your go-to if you go I, into... You're going to Krispy Kreme for cake donuts? Yes. What are you going for? Why else okay, do If you, you go, go into Krispy- a donut store, what are you ordering? Which type of donuts? The dozen. <laughs> Which one? Okay, you've got a dozen donuts. Which one are you eating? Yes. The dozen. You're not answering. Which one? The dozen, but what are they? I, I really, I, let's see, let's see. Uh, maybe some Boston creams. Uh, you know, a couple glazed maybe, but I'd rather have maybe glazed with chocolate than uh, regular glaze, but I'm okay with the glaze. And I like different, you know, maybe different, uh, you know, strawberry glaze, chocolate glaze. Okay, I'm a big fan of like the blueberry glaze, uh, cake donuts. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are good. Yeah, yeah, those are really good. 
What about you? What are you going to? I like the old fashioned, like glazed old fashioned. Um, you like stuff. the old fashioned? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Matter of fact, I do. Uh, Is that extra? <laughs> no. Give no. me a dozen donuts and an old fashioned. <laughs> old fashioned. <laughs> Ooh, that's an expensive box of donuts. Uh-huh. No, I, yes, I like the one like, because I like to dip them in my coffee or oh, milk. So right. That's for me, a, for me, donuts are kind of like a cookie. I don't eat very many cookies. I don't eat very many donuts. So yeah. I enjoy them. If yeah, I get, if I bought a, a dozen donuts, I'd never finish them. Okay. So uh, which is uh, your go-to donuts or cookies? Oh, donuts. What about you? As- yes. <laughs> you can. Oh, okay. You have. I your really choice. Which one? I, I, donuts or cookies? I'd probably choose cookies, but it'd be a tough pick. Is that yeah. like breathing or? Eating, yes, you know, it's if you got to pick one, one you gotta, yeah, yeah, six one half dozen the other, yeah. Do you have the same problem that I do when you go to the cookie store? You're like, it's night. You're gonna, okay, I'm gonna get some cookies. I'm gonna go home and eat these cookies. And you get in the cookie aisle and you go, I just don't know which one to pick. Yeah, I have so much trouble in the cookie pe- aisle. I don't know why. Pecan Sandies, come on. Those are I use. The, those a, are good. That's a good late. Well, night those are good, but that's that, a good late night. When you cookie. start looking, when you start looking down the down the aisle, and we're fortunate enough to be where you look down the cookie aisle here right. in America, there are cookies. It's a cookie oh, yeah. aisle, not a cookie shelf. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so many of them. I mean, I I I don't know that there's any. I I'm trying to think if there's any I actually haven't had because I remember my the the top shelf is the is the smaller packages that you know your grandma's always had Milano's. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, the, the Pepperidge Farm one? Or, yeah. or the tins. The tins of yes, cookies the, with the seven different types yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I really uh, like some of the knockoff cookies. Cheap cookies. The, the like really Sometimes those are good. Some are. Those are Sometimes those are good. Like the, uh, what are the, almond um, pin, not pinwheel, almond lighthouse uh, windmills. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Those are good. Um, you can do those. The ones you cannot do are the knockoff Oreos. Hydrox, stop it. No, but <laughs> See, those types, just stop it. No, the Hydrox are not good, but there are some of the uh, store brand similar uh, to Oreos with the... What about vanilla? I like vanilla wafers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even- oh, okay. Now you guys are just done. Those are just good. Stop. Oh, they're crunchy. They're soft. Yeah. They're good. Mm-hmm. And you want the original. You don't want the sugar-free. No, you, you can't want, do you that. Want the, Those want wafers are a bit of a fail, though. Those are bitter. How about the iced animal cookies? What are you talking are those, are those, about as a fail? Yeah, are those it- cookies or those crackers? Iced animal crackers. The ones with the sprinkles on them? Iced yeah. cookies. Okay. And what about if they're on ice? Are those crackers, crackers still? Are the, no, those do, you, do you put those in like soup or something? No. Okay. No. Okay. Be silly. Put no, in your clam chowder. People think they're crackers. I know, but those people are stupid. <laughs> I think Chris Cruz thought they were. Again, like I said. Okay, very good. Uh, my statement stands. <laughs> you know, there are some other food options that are a little bit healthier. Like, really? Uh, yeah, like blazewildrice.com. Oh, you go to blazewildrice.com, you get that wild rice. It still tastes fantastic, but it's actually healthy for you because unlike the cookies, it's gluten-free. And it's cholesterol-free. And it's complete protein by itself. It. But like it's the cookies, so although a different flavor, they taste Fantastic. Yeah, All do. of the products at blazewildrice.com. Now, they do have some sweet things to go with the savory, like they have the whipped honeys, like the cinnamon whipped honey. Love it, love it, love it. The hazelnut whipped honey, the jellies, the jams, all of that stuff. And then they have the mixes of stuff made with the wild rice. It's a wild rice harvest season up in Minnesota in the North Woods. They've had a rough year. The weather's been inclement, but they still have the products. It's just... It's been a rough year for them. Maybe you can help them out by going to blazewildrice.com. Lori and Jay, really good people. They've had the business for just under 30 years, and they've fallen on some hard times recently. They could use your help as well. So it's blazewildrice.com. Use the promo code HELP. 
10. H-E-L-P 10. Help 10. And they're going to donate 10% of your order to the Nazarene Fund at Mercury One. So you're helping yourself and you're helping others. You're also helping Lori and Jay. BlazeWildRice.com. But don't forget the promo code HELP10. Yeah, I was looking at uh, hashtag what I learned today on Twitter and uh, Crusader Vol reminded me that, uh, come on, uh, Jeffy MRA, a dozen? You mean a dozen dozen? Uh, yes, I apologize. Putting on the dozen? I'm just putting on the dozen. Got it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The most diverse morning show on the radio. Uh, because HR said we had to. So, it's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, get the tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Jeffy MRA. Again, that hashtag is what I learned today. And please follow me on social media. Um, Facebook as well. It's facebook.com slash Doc Thompson Show. All right, we'll get some of those coming up. Um, interesting statistic out. This is... Counterintuitive, it goes against what we have been told over and over and over again. And I have some thoughts, and I'd like to get yours as well. According to a new study, and this was uh, via Bloomberg, so I mean, you know, a fairly reputable news source, mm-hmm. millennials are causing the U.S. divorce rate to plummet. <clears throat> the divorce rate for years was, what, about, was it 50%? Was that what it was? I mean, if you looked over a lifetime... Which that's, you know, pretty broad, right. right? If people are married, you know, 35 years or something like that. But now that millennials have, be, uh, have come of age and they've moved further down the line demographically, they are staying married longer. So according to the new data, younger couples are approaching relationships very differently from baby boomers. They say that uh, Generation X and especially millennials are being pickier about who they marry when they tie the knot is usually a little older, but then they actually stay lo- uh, married. So that's a good thing. The result is the U.S. divorce rate has dropped 18% in eight in te, uh, eight years. 2008 to 2016, it dropped 18%. That's huge, right? That's a gargantuan drop. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, significant. The marriage rate has fallen, um, has been falling, but uh, the divorce rate has also fallen as well, but not because there are fewer people getting married. It's just, um, yeah, people are not marrying as quickly or as young. I was they, looking. they wait till they get educated, they get out of school, they deal with some of their bills. That's a real good thing. You're making better choices and waiting. Wonderful. There's another downside to it, but that part's really good. What's the downside? The downside is, if you're not careful, we'll end up in a society um, where we're breeding ourselves out of existence. Mm. We're just not breeding enough. We're not getting married. We're not doing these things. We have fewer children now. Uh, we, we do. I mean, now, America grows because we have so much immigration. It's not like other countries. So we'll always have a little bit of that. The other countries just do not have the immigration that we do. So we're always growing. America is now at almost 350 million people and counting. But Americans, certainly um, um, certain demographics like white Americans, have two kids at most. <clears throat> 
sorry, that's not you're not you're not growing the country via birth. Right. And we've seen this happen in countries like Japan and Korea, where their numbers are slowly dying off. The emphasis in Korea, for example, was that you had to perform. Each person had to perform so well that they teach their kids, you know, not just an instrument. Most of them learn two instruments. You got to learn piano okay. and violin. Even if you're never going to do anything with it, you got to learn these. And you, uh, you have to get an education. Everyone goes on to college to the point that nobody gets married anymore. I mean, these people, they're 30, 40, and their parents still do not approve them getting married because they haven't achieved enough in life and right. whatever. So there are some downsides to it as well. But this is a good thing. Well, look, and that's the argument with, uh, you know, having uh, um, uh, robots uh, take over uh, our, you know, the robot brothels that are showing up around the globe. They take over our pleasure centers. Yes. And they, you know, we're not going to other humans. Mm -hmm. So we're not we're not developing. There's also a study. Look. The millennials are waiting longer. In that study, it talked about how they were waiting longer to mm-hmm. get married. So, really, the you know that kind of skews because uh, some of the uh, earlier generations were getting married earlier. So, uh, the number of years uh, inside the study for year wise uh, togetherness wise, I think was I don't remember. I remember I read I saw right, what you were right, talking about. Right. But there's also a study that talked about how the divorce is contagious. You know, and, and if you, you know, there's more of a chance that you're going to get a divorce if one of your friends get a divorce. If, you know, if your friends get a divorce, it's contagious as it goes on. There's a bigger percentage chance that you're going to get a divorce. There's a, they, they didn't really study if uh, people who had uh, multiple children were more uh, likely to get a divorce, but they did seem to find that people with multiple children were more likely to stay together with multiple children. We're more likely to stay together. They also talked about, um, I'd be interested to see if divorce is uh, catching, you know, where you catch on or, you know, it follows through with friends. I wonder if, I mean, isn't that the whole, uh, the whole thinking behind uh, being together with your church family or whatever, so that, or whatever family, whoever you, whatever family you want to consider in your circle of friends, mm-hmm. that you were to, you know, if you were all were married and having children, that you would be together, right? And so that so it's kind of learned behavior yeah. that you're going for, something like that. <clears throat> uh, anyway, it's just you know, it's fascinating. You're right that we need, to, you know, that uh, those damn millennials. Yeah, well, right. No, and and that's one of the reasons I bring it up too, or whatever. Millennials have rightfully. Uh, gotten slapped around a little bit for some of their nonsense. But wrongly, they haven't been given credit for the stuff that the way that they've managed to navigate these waters. You got to remember, every generation is taught by a previous generation or generations. Mm-hmm. So, millennials, you were taught by Gen X or maybe even some baby boomers out there. So, you know, you didn't create this trophy snowflake society. Everybody gets a trophy safe space society. You didn't create it, you were just forced to live in it. And this is what you learned. So, yeah, you're out there on the college campuses saying, I need a service animal because it's time for midterms, right? (laughs) And and we mock it, and we should. That's ridiculous. Grow up. However, not all of that's your fault. And what we haven't been giving you credit for is the way you've managed to navigate the waters. We gave them a crap sandwich, and they made... Something They've pretty tried good a little bit of it. Better. They have. I Let mean, me that, that's that, that, that's what the, that's the argument that uh, a lot of uh, you know 
uh, so-called thinkers, guys like Simon Sinek, guys like that. I mean, that's their, well, yeah. that's their thinking. Well, right? I'm not Is a that, thinker. Look, no. So that, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, no explanation. Just go. Okay. The, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, you know, exactly the same thing, right? Is that this is this is who we have now. Now we've got to navigate our own waters to get through that as they're navigating. So maybe we find a, you know, we do find some common ground. That we're finding more and more as we get closer that there's some yeah. common ground out there. Well, and let's so let's let's look at how they've navigated the waters, given the fact that they were given a crap sandwich. I mean, we right. all have been at times. Man, I mean, listen, the World War II generation, they weren't given a crap sandwich. Hey, go over and fight Nazis. Yeah, you were given a crap sandwich, right? Great, great, great Depression and all of this. Yes, you were. And you look at it and you go, look at what they achieved, and it's amazing. Right. We look at what the millennials have achieved, and you go, oh, look, it's nothing. They're whiny and they're snowflakes. But you have to look at what they were given. Generation X was the first generation right on the cusp and on into millennials to make less money than their parents. <clears throat> Right. Number one. <clears throat> so we make less money. The jobs, the unskilled, high-paying jobs of the past are no longer there. Number three, all of them went to college, or most of them, or you were guilted for not going into college. And that means that most of them, or a lot of them, have twenty to $80,000 in debt from day one. Yeah. Right? You, you look at all of this stuff. So what did they do to, to deal with that? They don't buy cars. I'm not going to drive. What do I do? It's public transportation. I'll do something else. They didn't care about such things. They found a way to adapt. That's not a priority. What they've done is they have prioritized, and that's something that we've told them over and over to do, and we say you have to do. They said, fine, I don't have the money, so I will prioritize on things that I do want to buy. You know what they wanted to buy? Tech. They want cell phones and certain things. They said, fine, I'll put my money into that, and I won't do these. I won't buy a house. Right. I don't know how to, some cases, even change a light bulb. So I'm not going to deal with that. I'll just put my time and energies into other places. So when you look at all that stuff, you go, wow, that's really pretty cool that you've managed yes, to do that. Yes, it is. Yeah, it Good is. Good for you. And we, and, right. And, and again, now we're finding where we need to say, well, you know, I don't mind some of that so much. Right. So let's come together. Right. Now, the next step is you see this divorce rate we mentioned. And I just saw something the last couple of weeks on how millennials are finally in mass purchasing homes. Okay. They had never done that. So it really wasn't that they didn't or wouldn't. It's that it was delayed. Now you start understanding them a little better. And even if you don't care about these things, you should at least care for the purpose of your future, your kid's future, wherever you are, and your yeah. business. How is your business doing and how, it's gonna, how is it going to do in the, in the future? Even if you don't own the business, what's, what's your profession? What do you do for a right. living? How's that going to be affected? Well, if millennials are starting to buy houses now, guess what, people? Good times. They are a coming. Yeah, that's good. But they, when when people buy and sell houses a lot, the economy usually does pretty well. It touches damn near everything. Are you going into a Mercury real estate? No, I'm not. Now? Okay. <clears throat> but if you want to go to realestateagentsitrust.com, I'm sure they can set you up. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the thinkers in the world. <laughs> like me? Yeah, no. Uh, we're <laughs> <I'm just messing. laughs> 
No, um, it's true, though. Uh, one of the reasons they sold us on this, the American dream, own a house. That's, oh, not, the, that's not the American no. dream. No, 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 but no. But the reason no. they painted that it was in commercials and whatever, because so many things touch it. The reason we have a home mortgage interest deduction on our taxes is because they want people to buy and sell houses. Right. Why? Right. You go, well, the government doesn't get that interest because you get to deduct or you don't get those taxes because you get to deduct the interest. But they make up for so much more on the other side. It's it's prime in the pump, so to speak, in order to get to do this stuff, because it's, first of all, banking and real estate and those people making the money. And then when you get in the house, it's the moving. And then it's, you know what I need, honey? I need this room to be blue. I can't live with the mob. I'm sorry. I can't do it. And let alone, uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, the items that you need to live uh, aside from paint. Aside from paint and carpeting and whatever, then it's I'm going to need uh, beds and I'm going to need a refrigerator. And then when those things break down, Washer, and then dryer, I need a new roof. stoves, garage door openers, yeah. all machinery, all of that. And owning a house, it's constant upkeep because, you know, we're here and now I got to fix the windows. Right. And we're here. Now I got to fix the roof, which, by the way, I got to fix my roof. Um, it's, it just, it never There's, there's companies that show up and do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. I can't fix this one myself. The pitch is too great. I can't screw around with it. No, it's too man. You watch some of the roofs. Uh, uh, why I watch those guys out there. I'm not doing that. I mean, if it was, if it was a not as steep a roof, I'd be up there in a second. Cause it's just cheaper. I can't. Yeah. And it, it would take forever to do it myself, you know, yeah. but, but I don't care. I'm just that cheap. I've done it before, but this one's too high. I'll just leave the blue tarp there for eight months. It's fine. I got it. And I keep looking at it going, well, I could go ahead and buy the... I could buy the equipment, and I could do this. Or cheaper, because you, you'll use it again. You'll want that ladder that you can put up against the house, and then the ladder that you can set on the... On the it's the not the ladders. The that's not... No, that's part of and it or whatever. Thank you. You've got to be able to climb like, I can't think there. what they're called, but it's the little things that... Like the little platforms you, you kind of nail into the roof, yeah. oh, and then yes. you rest on when you're up there. I can't think what those are called, but yeah. I think it's... A, oh, Brad Staggs. That's why I got to get to do this. That's why... He probably has all that equipment somewhere. Oh, I have that he in my might, garage, whatever. I might have that, yeah. Except he's been uh, liquidating, so could be in trouble. So anyways, there's a lot of good coming with this stuff, even with the housing market, and maybe you give the millennials <laughs> a little bit of credit. Maybe any other things that you have bad concerns about where it comes to the millennials, maybe that's coming in the next couple of years anyways. I hope so. Because the older millennials are now into their 30s and are they 40 yet? They're no, right there. they're not 40s yet, are they? No. They're, let me think. Um, thirty-five-ish. Right about right. They're late thirties, I think. Late thirties. Yeah. What oh, I mean. What's the end of the millennials then? Eighty. It's right about eighty, I think. I mean, eighty-eight. When the end of the millennials. Oh, the other end of it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the other end. No, because they go down into uh, into their twenties. It's about a fifteen-year space. So it's got to be born. Roughly 80, you can look it up, but I think it's born roughly 80 to roughly mid-90s. Okay, so that's 35-ish then, though, on the old end. Because my oldest son is still under 30, and he was 88. Yeah, so I think that's, I think it's on the, in the high 30s, um, all the way down to the 20s. I think college age right now is is Gen Z, and I know a lot of high schoolers are still, are are Generation Z as well. (laughs) So it's right there. But yeah, as they continue to decline, you're seeing it's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. The, the funny, millennials hate being called millennials even. They hate the term millennials. If you say, they just, it just rubs them the wrong way, which is, 
interesting by itself. It shows how we have abused the millennials it sure does. and just treated them. It makes me continue. So, it makes me want to continue to use it. That's why I do. That's why I do. They want young. I think young people, which to me makes it sound like listen, young people. Yeah, you can't call you. I mean, young people makes every whoever says young people still makes that person sound like the old. Maybe person. that's what it is. It just makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah, that's you like to look at you, old person or whatever. Right. So. Anyways, uh, to you yeah, millennials you want, out millennial. there, hey, I'm in your corner other than using the term millennial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ready to uh, wrap things up. Before, though, I got to remind you about Tack Pack. This is a tactical monthly subscription package that you can purchase for $49.95 a month. You're probably saying to yourself, that's great, Doc, but... What if I only want a month's worth or six months? I don't want to sign up for a contract. You don't have to. That's the beautiful thing about Tack Pack. I'm saying to myself, why do I want a box of tacks every month? No, no. Tactical gear. Tack is short for tactical deer, gear, oh, not tactical like thumbtacks. I do want some of that stuff. Tactical gear? Absolutely. Yes. Knives and gloves and things that go with shooting and hunting. Yes. This is awesome. It's TACPAC.com. Now, Jeffy and I have talked about these monthly subscription packages many times for other products. You know, like Jelly of the Month and stuff like oh. this. The problem is um, the, the contract. That's what this comes down to. Yes. And Chris and I have said, for example, if we were to start this, we'd make you sign a contract. Because we, right? <laughs> we want, we you, want you to know you're in. <laughs> right. That's it. I don't want to be in. You signed. So, you signed. Sorry. Don't worry. We will come out to your house and let you out of the contract after we have a discussion with you. Don't worry. We can do this. Would you like to get a cigarette? Oh, my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Just sign the contract. That's how a lot of them are because they want your money over and over. But the great folks at TACPAC.com know that you will love their business so much that you will continue to come back. But if you do fall in hard times or something happens, you're just like, I just, I got to back off, or, you know, lost my job or whatever. You just call them or email them. You let them know, hey, I'm out. You're done. You're good. And they know they'll get you back when you have more money because it's such a val- valuable product. It's a great service. Forty nine ninety five a month. No contract. You cancel any time. But the value of the pack, of the gear in the pack, is always a minimum of between $100 and $150. This month, I think it's $131. They've had several that have been over $200. It's a great value. And these are all brand names you know or name brands, uh, companies that you know and trust. It's not like Jeffy's House of Knives. You know, it's like the McDonald's plastic knife or whatever. It's not that. It's my brand new specialty designed knife without the K. <laughs> it's an invisible yes. knife. It's invisible and completely weightless. You, It'll be like you don't even have it. But go ahead and make that stabbing motion. But Whoa, whoa, don't get that too close. I showed it around here at the office. Feel how heavy. Wow, Jeffy. It's completely weightless and invisible. I like it too. I get an endorsement uh, fee for that, don't I? Okay, yes. very good. Just go to tackpack.com, T A C P A C K.com. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning plays. But before he goes, always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned with Common Core Math, zero equals 50%. Yeah, of course. I think it's Common Core Math. That's the problem. 
We learned um, a core curriculum of all law schools is memory improvement classes. We learned that while Jeffy and I and many people disagree about Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts, which is better, all Americans can agree that Tim Horton sucks. They can all agree that's a fail. Amen. You know that's a Canadian company, Mordecai. Oh, then yeah, of course. Thank you. Get on board. The rest of us are. You're either with us or against us. Against us? We learned that Mordecai would never let kids drive a bus. Of course not. Because that would require him to do extra work. But if I just show up, I get 50, so. Exactly. That's exactly it. Jeffy, at Jeffy MRA on Twitter, what, if anything, did you learn today? I learned that uh, Doc, that's me, learned his life outlook under the kind tutelage of Mrs. Metcalf, who referred to him as that effing Thompson. That effing Thompson. Right in the back of the stock. I learned that, uh, I learned, you know what I did learn, actually? I learned about Trigglypuff. Trigglypuff, you did. She's a looker. I actually know who Trigglypuff is. For a second, I thought that was a Pokemon. She's the before picture, in case you haven't figured that out. And I learned that uh, you can't teach anyone how to drive a bus anymore without going to jail. Right, this is just sad. Very The education system ain't crap. Right. All right. I also learned that. uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to finish, but then I I looked up and I realized, oh, yeah, I learned he doesn't even know what a field is. Doesn't know that. Yeah. Kurt Jones, Spin of the Dials, Radio Style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas Day. What, if anything, did you learn today? I learned today that bus drivers are now the new driver's ed instructors for 13 year olds. Combine it. Combine the jobs, right? Cut cost, cut cost. But they haven't done that yet, right? I mean, she's going there. They arrested her. See, I think that's wrong. Someday there's going to be statues to this woman. We'll be I singing her so. praises, and we'll be saying, "Damn it!" All the good ones are kept down. They're seen as heretics back in their their jail. We should start That's a GoFundMe, and then if it doesn't work out, we'll just keep the cash. Just keep the cash. Mordecai, what if anything did the listeners learn today? Um, stone stacking Florida man tweeted out new hashtag Duncan slogans. Uh, Duncan D's since 1908. Duncan D's since Duncan 1908. See, so I think that he's being a little dirty there. He's a little yeah. belting there. There we go. Okay. Uh, Stinky tweeted out good marketing move you to go. We almost made it the entire show. I know. I got it in. Don't worry. And by uh, the way, that also deserves it. <laughs> go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Stinky tweeted out good marketing move to go with Duncan instead of Duncan sugar-coated lies. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and we already used that one, but thanks for listening on the air. Okay, Sorry. go ahead. Yes, what else you got more to tell? Uh, the amazing That's Lucky Farkin tweeted out, hasn't Chris Cruz been getting away with keeping the co-host chair while doing only 50% of his duties? That's right. Only 50%. Uh, hey, Although he hasn't not- shown up, so he's not even getting 50 Thank you. And hey, I'm not here to do Chris's duties. <laughs> Steve tweeted out 50% pay uh, 50% pay for not showing up to work. Sounds like something uh, Ocasio-Cortez would support. That's, it does, doesn't I it? But it does. I, I'm okay with that. Yes, it does. As long as it's done via the private sector. I don't want the government to mandate it mm-hmm. or take tax money mm-hmm. unless it's a lot. But I don't want any of that. Uh, TJ Toppin uh, <gasps> tweeted out that if you... <laughs> That if you got in school stands for you would be fired if this was your job. Try yes, harder. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Millennium Falcon tweeted out talking about food with Food Biz Pro and then segueing into a weight loss product. Hashtag you're doing it wrong. I think we're doing I'm it doing right. right. That's right. I I mean, that person know. that person isn't in broadcasting. Have a nice day. <laughs> you know our our plan. You open the donut shop with the big fan blowing the smell out the window next to the gym. Ah, you get it both you're right. ways, you're right? right? You eat the donuts, yeah. you feel guilty, you go whatever that deserves it as well. You get it both ways, or you <laughs> open the rehab facility next to the pot dispensary or the liquor store. Duh. Maybe both. Duh, that's just good marketing. That's how it works. That's right. Yeah. Uh, DM and DM tweeted out. I know a guy who could buy coffee and donuts. Hashtag just saying. There it is. See, and they got good coffee. Uh, constitutional <laughs> drunk Let's tweeted try his out. Donuts. 
Uh, Blue Apron is designed for millennials who have never who were never taught to cook. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, a little bit weak there. You know what? I think I think we just move on. Um, just oh. wrap this up. Sorry about that. Well, we do got to get to. I didn't get to the new numbers on procrastination. Oh. Somebody mentioned that we were going down numbers and statistics today, but it's okay. I'll just do them tomorrow, guys. I'll just do them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, yeah, we've got some guests. Great. I'm yeah, not on that Jeff email is chain. Or what, is, uh, or what is Glenn so have coming up on the broadcast? Glenn? Yeah. He's going to be talking about his sickness. Oh, okay. yeah. He's been, he was Which sick one? yesterday. Yeah. And what's he wearing today? Uh, hospital gown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember, the, the morning blaze is today. <laughs> certainly not a Mordecai <laughs> production. It's got to be like Jeffy or Kirk Jones. Six separate Tyrannus. Uh, Good night, Steve Cannon. Cold. Wherever we are. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.